Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I'm Micheline Malouf. And I'm Nadia Desi, licensed therapists and host of Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health. Join us for discussions with Megan Trainer, Chris Bosch, Rebel Wilson, and more. From discussing motherhood to immigrating to general mental health, our guests are awe-inspiring. We all struggle with the same things, so let's talk about it and destigmatize them. Find our new podcast, Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health, on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? There is a better way. Start the new year with otter.ai. Automatically get meeting notes. Otter.ai works for virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up on the web for free or download in the app stores. Otter.ai. That's O-T-T-E-R dot A-I. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money-Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money-Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you as a listener. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. The Money Making Conversations interviews provide 
relatable information to listeners about career financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest, and so my man a long time, I think the last time I saw him, I was up in uh, New York City, Circle of Sisters. I was hanging out with uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson. He may not remember, but I got one of them elephant memories. So I remember everybody I meet, because this brother was very impressive. I've always followed his career. He started such movie projects as uh, Moneyball. Of course, you know, being Mary Jane, they, that's when I, you know, he was just the bomb on that, of course. Everything he does is fantastic. TV One's Girlfriends, Getaway 2, uh, Think Like a Man 2. That was my project. I executive produced that project, so I know him from there. Television appearances include USA Network's Raw Pains, ABC's Greatest Anatomy, Lost Brothers, Sisters, CBS The Mentalist, CW's The Game, Heart of Dixie. But what he's on here to talk about today is the movie I just saw this weekend. Fantastic called Fatal Affair with uh, Nia Long, Omar Epps. He plays her husband, Marcus. Uh, please welcome to Money Made Conversation. Long time no see, Mr. Stephen Bishop. How you doing, brother? Hey, man. Hey, hey. First, first <laughs> and foremost, I got to tell you that intro, not the intro of me, which was sparkling. Thank you very much for that. But your intro to the show, that thing is smooth, man. Who you got doing that? That's my boy Stephen A. Smith, man. <laughs> oh, was it really? Yeah, man. You wow. Know, you know, I, 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 I like try to spread that, my man. wings out there, man, Stephen. You know, I got, I got a little I got a little blast out there, man. Uh, you know, my life is you good. You got Stephen A. using his indoor voice. Yes, absolutely. 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 So uh, how's everything been going, man, since I last saw you up in New York? I've been watching your TV and uh, life's been good for you, huh? Yeah, man, I can't, you know, I can't really complain a lot. You know, uh, work's been been really good. Uh, family's been good. Everything's been going well up until this pandemic hit. And, you know, that put the brakes on a lot. But, uh, you know, everybody's staying healthy and That's the key. You know, doing what we can to, to be vigilant about wearing a mask when we go out and Absolutely. continuing the social distance and all that. So, yeah, man, things, since I saw you last, things have been really, really good. And uh, I'm, I'm honestly happy to be here. So now the movie Fatal Affair, that's, that's just starring in along with Nia and Omar Epps, are good good people, good actors, good talent around you. Now, when was this movie shot? Say where or when? Uh, so where was it shot and when? Oh, it was shot in Malibu. Okay. Um, we, we shot the, the bulk of it in Malibu and uh, had a fantastic house. And you saw the movie, so you saw the house. Absolutely. Uh, mm. It was amazing, and to be able to have that at my office every day for a few weeks was uh, a second to none. I mean, that was one of the better uh, locations I've been to, and uh, Netflix did a great job of finding that. Jen Prince, uh, our locations manager, mm -hmm. uh, did a fantastic job with that. Well, that's awesome. So when, when you get a script like this, you know, it's a fatal attraction type deal, woman or man get hooked together and then all of a sudden one doesn't want to release in a relationship. When, when you get a script like this, how do you approach it, Stephen? Uh, in what regard? In regards to your character, because in your character, your character's injured. I would like to say injured. And then he's trying to recover physically. And then so mm -hmm. we, it's like a communication issue, I like to believe, that really led to this kind of disconnect between Nia's character, which play, she plays your wife. She's a hard worker. And then you kind of like in recovery mode because you're still in rehabilitation. So that intimacy really is lost there for a period. 
Am I am I right in what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, the I think communication is a big part of that. But as far as your question of how I approached it, um, right. I've I've been injured before. I had right. a, a surgery. I had a knee surgery when I was playing uh, baseball, and so I, I was able to draw from that experience uh, what it's like to be you know, laid up and not being able to do what you normally used to do and what you love. Uh, so I was able to draw from that experience. And then with uh, the character himself, I was able to draw from my experience growing up in the Bay Area. There's a lot of, uh, the, the film is, is set in the Bay Area. And mm-hmm. uh, I grew up there and there, you know, there was a lot of sensibilities and even down to the, the uh, layering of the clothing that, I was able to draw from my memories and, and uh, my experience living up there and, and put myself into the mindset of, of somebody that's up there, uh, fairly successful, and uh, just uh, having to uh, come back from an injury. I was able to combine those two things to create market. Right, right. Because when I was looking at the movie and, uh, you know, well-produced, uh, well-crafted, well-acted movie, and the thing, thing about Netflix is that Netflix is on a different game right now as far as streaming and uh, premiering movies and and if I'm not if I'm not mistaken because you can always correct me it's like it's like they're premiering these movies in like over a hundred countries correct when Netflix premieres a movie correct uh, from from what I gather like a hundred. 190 countries, yeah, 100, something like 183 million subscribers <laughs> wow. in 190 countries. And the reason I bring that yeah, up because, and the reason I bring that up because, let's, let's be, this, this is us talking in the business of how they've been treating black movies, okay, and of, of, of movies with black leads. You know, domestically, they're premier, but they never saw an audience internationally, and so so we never had the, the benefit of doing movies. And when I did Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man too. We premiered domestically, even though we made $80 million domestically. We may have went to England, may a little bit in Caribbean, and then uh, South, then uh, in Africa. That was it. And to see that now that black talent is now being exposed to in a, over 190 countries now, that is a that's an amazing opportunity that, that I feel that Netflix is providing for African-American talent. Absolutely. That's. I mean, the you're dead on the nail with the uh, the normal lack of international representation in our film. Um, you know, for some reason, they don't. Our films don't do well overseas, and so they don't they don't buy them. But uh, I think that might have a lot to do with the same reasons we weren't getting a lot of opportunities domestically mm-hmm. for a while. Is people just were unfamiliar with the talent. And the, you know, the assets that we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So I think that what Netflix is doing is providing a platform for us to, to showcase our abilities on the international stage. And that opens people's minds and opens people's eyes to what they've been missing. And now, you know, then later down the road, if, if the theatrical model comes back all the way, um, it will open more doors, I think, for us to be able to pre-sell internationally and even, you know, sell internationally after the fact. But uh, I think that Netflix is doing a fantastic job of, of taking movies immediately global and giving everybody an opportunity to see uh, what's what's all out there. 
And that's that's what I love. I love that that because that's you know in in the, in the, I've been doing I've been in entertainment writing sitcoms and writing uh, reality shows and dramas since '92 in this business. And so I've said I've done black sitcoms and just been trapped on a WB format or UPN format or CW format, and they called us black shows. And they, that's it. And I and I and I when I see a movie like this, this is entertainment, Stephen. This is entertainment. It's relatable to everybody. Everybody has emotional issues. Everybody has a child that's in college. Everybody has meets crazy people out there who don't want that you want to don't want to be bothered with. I just felt this was a universal movie. I'm sure when you took on the script, that was the whole perspective you had about failure attraction as failure failure affairs well, correct? Uh, yeah, I did. I saw a lot for everybody. I mean, the, the main thing that attracted me was being able to work with Nia and Omar, um, right. you know, being uh, a fan of both of theirs and being uh, friends with both of them uh, outside of the business. Uh, it was just a great opportunity. But when I got to read the script and, and, and see what was happening, I was like, wow, there's a lot of relatable subject matter here. I think a lot of people will be able to, you know, this will resonate with a lot of people because a lot, like you said, a lot of people go through these same life stories and, mm -hmm. and a lot of people, unfortunately, go through this specific life story. And so they, you know, from one side or the other, they'll be able to relate. So, yeah, I think it's pretty relatable uh, in the premise. And, you know, uh, hopefully it's not too relatable in the, uh, <laughs> in the plot, you know? <laughs> well, I, I think that like, when you look at the movie now, now you got physical in the end. Okay, got physical in there with the with the. I'm not gonna give away the storyline, but uh, was it any additional training, any stunt training involved with you uh, with the physicality near the end of the movie? Uh, no, no, I uh, I had to do my normal, you know, training, which was weightlifting and cardio mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, proper diet and all that to get ready for the shoot. Cause you know, there's some, some shirtless stuff in there and I always like to be, uh, you know, as sharp as I can be in that, in that regard. But, uh, as far as the, the, uh, physicality of the role, no, I didn't have to do any extra training. I, you know, I've done training in the past with fighting and, and that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I'm pretty, pretty well, uh, versed in, in that, uh, that facet of it, but you know, I did have to go. And, you know, we had to rehearse the actual right, scene, right? Mm -hmm. But we had to, we had to choreograph. We had to choreograph That's what I'm talking that. about. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so but uh, you know, other than the, the choreograph, uh, the choreography, uh, there wasn't anything extra that I had to do. I was, I, you know, I brought the, uh, the skill sets to the table with me. <laughs> I love it. You brought the skill sets to the table. I love that. So, and, and when you, when you, like I say, being an opportunity, you're working with Neil Long, Omar Epps, and uh, she plays your, your, your wife. And then you have a daughter that comes home from college, or, or but she's about to enter her first year of college, right? No, she's actually there and she's coming home for a uh, she, break. She's coming on for a break and, uh, and, and dealing with your career. And so, and this is what I want to get a little detail about because I always try to look at movies a little bit deeper than most people see it because you're trying to find your footing again in your career. And then she's like, she's like moving on and establishing her career in her own office.
And so, because I'm trying to get the dynamics of why that could possibly happen in a relationship like that. Why would she even step out for that little half a minute? In your mind, in the script, what do you think led to that with the relationship she kind of had with Omar Epps? Well, there was, uh, like you said, the the injury brought a lot into into play. You know, you're laid up, you can't move. You, right. You, uh, it was like six months, right? You know, you're, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's also uh, meds involved that if you remember, uh, I don't know if they actually left this part in the, in the film or not. I don't remember. Uh, but there, when we were shooting, there's a part where it says the meds had put me in a place where I wasn't really able to fulfill my husbandly duties. You right. know what I mean? I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I, I don't know if it, if it, if it made the cut or not. I don't remember that line, but, this, that, mm-hmm, but I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in the scene. I, I, I said it in the scene when I was playing golf with, uh, with Omar's character. Right. Uh, right. So they may have cut, they, they may have cut that out. Right. Uh, but regardless, what I think what led to it was, you know, the injury being incapacitated, the meds, you know, bringing, you know, the, 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 the veto down and, and the, you know, just the interest. And, you know, she just was feeling, uh, neglected. And, and, you know, when she ran into uh, a guy that she knew and he expressed, you know, such strong interest and they, you know, they got a couple of drinks in them and, you know, I, I think her guard just got let down. And, uh, I think that, uh, but I think what led to it was just the, you know, the mundane married life They you know, they have a 19 year old, so they obviously have been together for 20 years or right. more. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, a lot of times that's what happens. It's just, it becomes routine and, and, uh, people look for, you know, an extra spark. And when they find it, it can sometimes lead to, you know, things that they, uh, they shouldn't do. Well, definitely um, in this movie, uh, I, I really, um, it was good. I enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the relationship that, you know, I can understand. Like like you said, Stephen Bishop, I'm talking to Stephen Bishop, he's one of the stars of Fatal Affair. He's up uh, July 16th, Netflix's new global release of Fatal Affair. Uh, appear uh, released in over 190 countries worldwide. That's how Netflix does it for all their movies. When I, when I look at a movie like this, and, and it's always about relatability is all about did it pull you in did i relate to could i did i understand did i have sympathy for your character and understanding that you were recovering from a physical injury did i understand where she came from but she did pull back you know she didn't she didn't fully commit and so even though there was liquor involved and all that so i was still uh i i felt i felt her character was still saved and i thought the script writing and the directing was fantastic uh, overall your thoughts on the movie uh as we wrap this up uh steven uh yeah peter sullivan our director did a fantastic job um i thought the the writing was you know was was well executed and and uh, I thought the acting was, was, was really well done as well. Nia is such a professional. I did a lot of my, my work with her. I had a little bit with Omar, but the bulk of my work was with Nia. Absolutely. And it was such a, it was such a pleasure to work with her every day. And she, you know, she's such a nice woman and, um, such a professional, very prepared. Um, you know, she, it just was, she's an actor's actor. You know what I mean? She's just somebody that, you know, you, it was, 
you enjoy going to work with every day. Absolutely. Um, so I, I thought I thought our whole team did a, a really good job. Uh, we had some, you know, some late nights and some some <laughs> long shoot shooting things, but we got it done. And you know, our our uh, our team our team you know put it together and and really brought it home. So. Uh, I think everybody's going to like it. Uh, I, I hope everyone does. I like it. I loved it. Um, I'm proud of it. And I'm glad you did, Rashawn. I'm glad you did. Um, uh, and, you know, once again, I just got to, you know, sing the praises of Mia Long, who was actually a producer on this one as well. Congratulations. And so she had she had, she had a couple hats on, and, and uh, I think she did a fantastic job. So, um yeah, I think uh, I think we got a winner here. Oh, you got a home run! You got a home run! Uh, no, uh, Fatal Affair, global released on Netflix, July sixteenth. Uh, my man Stephen Bishop. For the next time, let's talk longer. I uh, appreciate you coming on, promoting this movie. It's a great movie. I'm recommending everybody. I'm putting all of my social media posts, my fan club. But again, thank you Netflix for bringing him on the show, premiering in over 190 countries. Fatal Affair, starring Neil Long, Omar Epps. And Stephen Bishop. It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to midnight mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. Send warm wishes with cozy fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. Or treat them to everyone's favorite activewear from top brands like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide committed to the health and well-being of our communities. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Whether your event needed one room or an entire conference center, Hopin has revolutionized the way people come together. With Hopin, you can host a fully-fledged digital meetup complete with one-on-one meetings, hands-on sessions, and expo booths. And because everything is hosted in a single, easy-to-use platform, it can be as big or small as you want, remain convenient for anyone who wants to attend, and give you access to data you never would have known otherwise. Visit Hopin.com to learn more and get started. Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? Start the new year with otter.ai to generate automatic notes for meetings, interviews, or lectures. With otter.ai, you can search the meeting notes, insert images, play back the audio, and share them with your friends or coworkers. You can capture action items, remember meeting details, and keep everyone informed. Otter.ai works for in-person or virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up for free at otter.ai or download the app for free. Otter.ai, that's O-T. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Rashawn. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, let's do it again soon. We will. Thank you, Netflix. Bye-bye. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Cars today are like computers on wheels, but you can't fix any of the new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work 
curb, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY. Or visit carshield.com and use code MONEY to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code MONEY. A deductible may apply. Mike, power couple is on the phone. They are a power couple based in Huntsville, Alabama. I've been to Huntsville, Alabama. We will talk about that. They are entrepreneurs, real estate developers, and television personalities on their own hit TV series, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Letitia Scott has an MBA. She's a commercial developer and owner at Infinity Properties. Marcel Scott, a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. It's an HBCU graduate of the Alabama A&M University. A commercial general contractor and co-owner and president of Schultz Industries. They're on the show to discuss their careers and the upcoming season of Love and Marriage Huntsville. Plus, welcome. Please welcome. To money making conversation, my favorite couple in the Huntsville, Letitia and Marshall Scott. How you doing, my friends? Thank you. We're doing good. How are you today? I'm really doing good. You know, the thing about reality shows, you know, first of all, I'm gonna ask you. And you can ask. You can answer it together or separately. Why are you guys doing this show? Um. Hey. Well. Hey. What's going on, man? Thanks for having us. Uh, no one. This is Marshall. Um. <clears throat> I think when we first, we're, we're business uh, people and we have a passion for business. Absolutely. We also have a passion for the development of uh, primarily African-American neighborhoods that seem to get, uh gotten passed over by the economic booms that happen in cities oftentimes. And right. so we were given this opportunity uh, to go on and really to discuss real people, to discuss real issues, but more importantly for us to discuss business and how we can all get together, come by, uh, come come back together, and kind of make a uh, a platform for other middle class and upper upper uh, class, you know, African Americans to kind of remigrate back to the hood and kind of you know pull in the soil that kind of raised us, and and hopefully we can build and empower. So we we're on a TV show, but you know we really want the show focus on that aspect, the business and the construction and the. Uh, togetherness and empowerment yeah i know carlos king that's the that's the creator producer of the show i know him that's a good friend of mine and so yeah when i'm watching this show that the reason i asked because maybe it's just editing but it seems like a lot of times some of the things that they've shown kind of caught you guys off guard or you didn't know it was going in that direction leticia can you respond to that because i'm just really getting a sense of you know why are you doing the show I love your characters. I love your mama, by the way. I love your mama, dad. I know. I know. They, you know. I know. Small soul frat. Be quiet. Be quiet. I love her mama. Okay? I love her mama. All right. So you need to just stop tripping, dog. You need to stop tripping. Leticia, the floor is yours. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so for me, it was like you know the reality TV world. Um, being exposed um, on the show it's new for me. You know, I never really thought about being on reality TV. Right. But when we was um, approached to the show about the combat group and about real estate development, we was like, okay, yes, we can do that. We do real estate, so why not do it on the show? They'll be great for what we're trying to do within the community. Um. So yeah. That's how it, it came apart. And of course, my mom, she is just, she, when she stepped on stage, she was just ready. <laughs> right, right, but right. We, 
Now, now, let me ask you this: Was was it was the mom part of the planning for the series, or it just happened to be developed as the series went along? Your mom moving into the house or visiting? It just happened. It just happened to be developed. So on the show, you see me um, in my transition stage from being a stay-at-home mom to getting into commercial real estate. So, but y'all had a plan, though. Uh, according to Marceau, y'all had a plan, though. You 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 disrupted the five-year plan, though. The five-year plan, though. right, Marceau? Right. I, I don't know how many years a five-year plan is, but it sounds like it's about five. Yeah, it's about five. About five. But she come rolling yeah. up now yeah, a little bit shorter than five. That threw you off, didn't it, Marceau? It threw you off, brother. <laughs> well, yeah, well, not to be confused with three. You know? yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and she came in there. She came in there. And I'm not trying to beat her up, Marceau. But, you know, five and three is different, though. You know, you see, I learned about you. You're a man. You know, you're, you're a guy who don't write things down in pencil with an eraser. You write stuff down with a marker. Uh, unraceable, right? Marker. Real quick, right? Right. Yep, that's me. I like to set. I like to make decisions quick, and I'm resolute when I make them. So, so Latisha. So, so why did you? Why did you? Why did you change the plan, though? Why? Well, because I am a woman, and I see my husband's vision, and I know the vision for our company and our growth. And so, when my husband got into the general contracting field right, and commercial real estate, mm-hmm. I was like, it will be, it will go hand in hand for us to do this, you know, together. So, as I was learning more about commercial development, you know, the program that I'm in, I'm, I'm working on my second master's right now in uh, real Congratulations. development. It's an 18 month program. So I'm like, I can go ahead, get into this program, and then by the end of the five year plan, I'll have my degree and I'm ready to hit the ground running. <laughs> well, you did hit the ground running. Now, in, in, in the series, it kind of caught you off guard. And I'm going to just tell you this to be real. I got to be real. When, when you said that, I think you said something like, uh, just to, just you allowing her to do this just to be happy that didn't come across really good on TV it did not, it, it didn't yeah. come across, it, it made you it made you look bad though Marcel you know what I'm saying really it made you look like you're chauvinistic it made you look chauvinistic and it, it really took me aback I cuz oh, wow he said that because because cuz your wife she's beautiful you know she's honest she's loving and it, and it looked like it hurt. So that's what I'm saying is that when you do these shows, you know, because you, you, you're you an honest couple. You have an open communication. And sometimes you might joke around and make a statement. But then that, that's get captured on film. That becomes part of the, the storyline. Right. Did that moment. Right. How did that moment play back to you guys when it aired? And did you have to deal with any issues within the household when it aired? Um. I can say right now that that was not my best moment. Yes, sir. Um, it was one of those kind of things that, uh, you know, if, if you, I mean, I don't, I don't regret things that much in my life because it's a great learning experience. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would, I wouldn't do it again. Right. Um, and I've, I've learned that that mistake. Um, and the truth of the matter is, I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, I mean, it, it, just, it was just a mistake on my part. Right. With, with that with that and i apologize for that and i think that a challenge with us because we're i know everyone says they're authentic but the challenge with us because we're authentic is you that are we, but you are authentic you are yeah yeah and, and we don't we didn't what blindsided us and what blindsided me particularly i don't care about people talking about me but what blindsided about me is is, is how 
my jokes made my wife look. Yes. And that's not something I mean, as, a, as much of a provider as I am, I'm also a protector. And I don't want to, even if I come around as being a jerk, I don't care, but I don't want it to make it look like that she's weak because she's not. I wouldn't even, I'm not the kind of guy that needs to marry a weak person to seem strong. Oh, that, first, of all, first of all, Letitia's not weak, okay? But I knew you were joking. I knew you were joking. I know, you know I do television all my yeah. life. You know, the last 1992, I've been doing television. And I don't know how you can edit things. Letitia, you want to respond to that because I know that wasn't the case. And it came across like he was a controlling, he didn't care about your future, and then didn't even introduce your word about your vision. How did that affect you when it aired? Yeah, it was um, because I know Marcel's personality. I knew it was a joke, and right. I had this conversation with him. Hey, I know you're joking. Most most of the time, I'm laughing at all. But people looking at him from the outside looking in, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe you said that. Oh my god. So and then like, and she's not even gonna say anything back to him, and that's why people love my mom so much because my mom was like, well, I handle it. But I'm like, I know my husband, and I know it was a joke. And also the whole me going back to school and me um, getting my real estate um, degree that was something that we discussed prior to even filming before the show came up. That right. was the, that was in the in part of the plan. So when he said play your role baby uh, I, no he said you're doing it for fun and I was like you oh. know what Marcel okay whatever and I walked away from that because I'm like whatever dude <laughs> you sure did when he said that I went oh no Marcel no you didn't this is on film bro. you can't you can't pull this one back brother you can't pull this one back but I, but, that, 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 but but that's the whole part of this whole process with, the, with, with knowing that that can air like that and then I, later mm-hmm. on when, uh, when I think Martel accused you of having 20 women which I thought was terrible, which I thought was horrible, just to throw something out there, and then then your mother-in-law bring it back later on. That's not why you guys did this show. But what are the what are the benefits of doing this type of show so far? Well, that's not one. I can I can say that right now. Right. Um, you know, I I, I um that's I'm I'm gonna tell you a genuine story. We uh, I'm doing a, a business deal with a gentleman. Yes, sir. And and I was doing in the in the midst of speaking with one of the owners. They, uh, I'm sitting there talking. He said, "Hey, let me show you something." And he pulls out his cell phone and he shows where he was inquiring about our company. And that person said, "Well, I don't know them greatly, but I just did some research, and this is what I found." And the person sent that to the person I'm doing business with. And the first thing it says is Marshall Scott infidelity. Mm. And I can tell you right now, if I'm sitting in his chair. And I'm looking to do business with someone. I don't want in, uh, integrity-related issues to be the primary focus. Like, can I trust this guy? You know. And so that right there was uh, definitely unexpected. Now we ended up winning. He said, "Listen, I'm more concerned with you as a person, not necessarily you as the actor. But I want to make sure that when Marcel Scott, when the name Marcel Scott is written in, you know, in pen, you know, when, when I'm no longer here, that what I've done." And who I am actually gets to sign through. And so that was definitely a blind side for me. And to be very clear, that was not, that, that's not the reason why we got on it. And uh, along that same path, that's not something I could, 
I couldn't continue uh, along that because that's not even reality. That's just mess. Right. That, that, that's not fair. That's not fair. You know, and, and, and but right. that, that's why my opening question was, why are you guys doing this show? Because I saw an authentic couple. I saw a loving couple. I saw a strong black woman. I saw a, a strong black man. I remember Omega Psi Phi fraternity. So I know you're strong. You get ups with that alone. OK, but when you when you get tossed into these storylines and these editors sit in the room, they can shape stories to go not the direction that you wanted to go. But with the beauty of this series with you two is I love the way I'm seeing you coming out of this cocoon, Letitia. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and I think that's important because the fastest growing entrepreneurs in America are black females. Mm -hmm. And so you are playing such a tremendous role in showing that it's possible, even in Huntsville, Alabama, there are opportunities. Yeah. So do you understand that you're, you may know this already, I don't want to say anything crazy, but do you understand that you are a role model, how powerful you are presenting yourself to to the to African-American women? Um, I, I, you know, I didn't look at it that way. And wow, now that you say that, there's definitely something to um, consider going forward. Um, but it's just, I just want to show that, yes, you can have a powerful marriage and also run a successful business while raising amazing kids. That is my overall goal. I don't want to be a successful business woman, but lose my husband, you know, in the process. Right. So that's example I want to put out there. I know there's so many ladies now, they want to be, you know, a boss on boss, I'm seeing, I'm running things. And I'm like, hey, it's okay to let your man really be the lead in the head in your family and you have your role as the wife in his helpmate. My vision for all of this was when I pray about, you know, where I'm going and where I'm headed in life, God is putting on my heart that, listen, your husband, you're going to help him along the path. You know, you're going to be there to support him and help him along this way. You also, you're going to have your own, you're going to do your thing, but my husband is my leader and I, you know, I follow behind, I follow under him and he has led me to such a great successful life so far. So as long as you have that leader, the, the one that you want to lead and he's setting the example for your family, why not follow something like that? Well, I, okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing okay. with you. I think that's outstanding. That's why I brought you on on the show, because first of all, I'm fans. And that's why sometimes, you know, I'm successful and I've done a lot of great things in my life. And sometimes and I feel I deem you two as very successful. And I just wanted to make that statement about you, because so many moms are trapped at home or don't know how to follow their dreams or don't know other options and to watch you do it on national TV and allow it to be outlined in this story I think it's really incredible and I wanted to make sure if you didn't know now you know okay and Thanks. and that's, that's a blessing you know, you know what I want to say something on that real quick when Tisa first got accepted into the MRED or the Masters of Real Estate Development program we had a conversation, and I said, almost to the same extent that what you're saying right now, I said, we went in the kitchen and said, babe, you know what this means? And we were like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be there. We're going to be working together. I was like, for you. I want you to understand that no matter how big my personality is and where I am at right now, your star, your star is brighter than mine right. mm -hmm. when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. Because as a, even right now, we have a strip mall um, in North Huntsville. I'm a commercial developer. He owns the strip mall. Even as she was a stay-at-home mom, she was the owner of our apartment complex. Mm. So 
the sole owner, Infinity Property sole owner. So the thing about it is, I, I'd hate for even with the chauvinism. This is why we can laugh in the background by about chauvinism and control is because even as people say, hey, he, a stay-at-home mom, I don't want them to think that the checks and balances are not there in terms of ownership. She owns 85% of scope. She owns 100% of, of the real estate endeavors. She owns 51% of the black cigar lounge. And so Marshall hasn't lost his mind in terms of, oh, he controls. If I walked away right now, I'd walk away with less than 15% of our wealth. So, uh, I, you know, her star is bright. She got a bright star. No, Marshall, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mention her star. I, I was shining it. Oh, I was shining it. Oh, no, no, no. No, I, I, no, I was in agreement with you. I know. I'm just messing with you. I'm just with you. You know, here's, here's the beauty of it. Now, the moment for me, Marshall, which I thought really, because I'm talking about the show, too, was was a, was a storyline mm-hmm. moment that really I thought brought your character back was when in the restaurant, you know, when you saw her. They, they allowed us to see that you saw her potential. You know, that was important for your character, I thought, for this for the first season. Did you do you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I think that um, I don't know how this works. Growing up, I wanted to be a protector. I want to be a provider. Absolutely. I've heard mm-hmm. we, 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 you know, we, we thought it was holding it down. That, that, that's how we value the measure. And so, yes, I thought that, you know, I was doing right, you know, and I didn't realize that. I mean, honestly, I just didn't didn't even give it a second thought that, you know, my wife wanted to do this stuff, too. I thought she just wanted to sit back and chill. And we just kind of, I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know what it meant for us. And so just as long as I listen and see that she can contribute and more so than I thought. So yeah, I got, got taken back a little bit on that one. Yeah, but, but you see how hard it was to say he was. Uh, he was like, okay, babe. <laughs> but 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 that, but, that, but that's the authentic part of it. See, see, I I I got an eye for talent. And I see things play out and I see what they can do in the editing room. And I thought that was important that that episode came up because I knew you kind of like you joke a lot. You want them jokesters, you know, that's your wife. And and like I said, people can read jokes differently if they don't see the whole joke. They just see the punchline. And so they caught you in a lot of punchlines. okay? and then it built you to be like a controlling guy. But that moment in that restaurant, man. They they shot it beautifully, man. When you looked over and go, baby, I love you. I got you. I got your back. To me, I went, my boy, back into the series. This is now we can move ahead and do everything. Now I know you won't do another podcast with him, but you know everything else is beautiful. <laughs> right, big fact. Big fact. Let, 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 you know what I'm saying, Tisha? He, he's not gonna do no more podcasts with you. He said that loud and clear. Unless he gets the script, he got to get his script. See, yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna bring him up right. so and that ad live with him no more. No, 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 right, right, right. no, no. Now, Marcel, let's talk about the mother-in-law. Now, what's real and what's uh, fact in your relationship with your mother-in-law, Tisha's mom? Oh, let's speak on that. Nah, man, she's a. Uh, like I said, she, she's a she's a breath of air, you know. Um, but is it fresh air? Is it fresh air? Um, I don't know. I'm just saying air. I'm not gauging the freshness of it. I'm just saying that she, she has air. She, I don't know if it's hot or cold. Tisha, but, Tisha, know, stop day, him. Stop him, Tisha. Stop him. Stop him. Stop him. Your mama is a breath of fresh air. I'm going to defend your mama, Tisha, if you don't defend your mama. He knows he's a breath of fresh air. Come on, friend. Come on, friend. Yeah. You're worse than Ricky Smiley. Oh, uh, man. Look. <laughs> he's definitely... 
That's my, hey, hey, that, hey, that's Alabama State, man. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, but man, it's just, it's, it's just a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot to intake, and sometimes you gotta, you gotta know her heart. She's a sweet woman. She gives a lot of love, and she's a little bit, you know, it's a little different than, you know, where I was from. But she has a different love language. Absolutely, absolutely. So, teacher, what's the goals now? What's the goals now? You know, we talked a little about the second season. We're about to roll into the first season. We're about to roll into the second season because I want to talk about the cigar lines. But where are you at with your career that they're showcasing in the second season? Yeah, so um, I am still in school. So I'm still in school right now. Like I said, I'm on an 18 month program. So that is, it just, it's just tough trying to balance the, the school, the kids, and also um, the plaza. So we're developing this retail plaza. I've also done with two, two commercial deals so far with different um, small business owners. So I'm not like jumping into the commercial world like full force. I'm taking baby steps into it, but I'm still making some. You know, I'm bringing some food to the table a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a little bit, little little bit there. Come on, Marso. Come on. Uh, now, oh yeah, man. She, she, she's making it happen. I mean, I think sometimes she doesn't actually recognize. She, she doesn't put on paper and get a chance to see what she's actually doing. She owns a strip mall here in uh, town. She's owns. A, she's building two restaurants her company is um wow you know building an apartment complex revitalizing a hotel uh building two restaurants the strip mall we are looking forward to building other apartment complexes and um things like that so yeah i mean so so we, we've got a lot going on right now wow that's a lot yeah. going on so how did the cigar lounge come up what i did what what gave that vision because we talk about huntsville Okay, we're not talking about Atlanta, mm-hmm. New York, or Chicago. I'm going to do a cigar lounge in Huntsville. First, before you answer that question, tell everybody about Huntsville, the environment. Because I've been there several times because I used to do stand-up comedy. And I used to come into town and do, and that's the headquarters of NASA. So there's a lot of lot of educated people, a lot of educated dollars in Huntsville a lot of people don't know about. It. Tell us about Huntsville right quick, Marcel. Well, Huntsville is a... Um, <clears throat> You know, it, it, it is a fast-growing city. Uh, it, it's, it, it's one of the most northern, it's the northernmost, uh, you know, major cities in Alabama. And honestly, it, it, it's, uh, it's a melting pot in terms of diversity of thought. It is, uh, you know, diversity of income. Most people in that are living in Huntsville now because of NASA, FBI, Facebook, Polaris, and uh, a, a lot of people that have come in for the uh, boom Right. A lot of people are not from Huntsville. And so you get that you get that ability to think. I mean, as the most engineers per capita, I believe in the United States, definitely the most rocket scientists. So, I mean, it, it's not crazy to have a conversation at a bar and say, what are you, some kind of rocket scientist? And they say, exactly. Right. And it's really funny because it's not just it, 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 it's uh, it, it's uh, higher income, but it's not it's engineer money. And engineer money spends a lot different than entertainment money or um, things like that. So when when people look at what people look for in Huntsville, they look for value. And, you know, when we're kind of assessing the area and kind of doing our demographic study and saying, uh, what do we want to put over in this area? That's kind of how Cigar Lounge came about when we're talking about when we start examining the area and saying, you know, what what would be a good fit here? Now, is there is there. Okay, um, Tisha. 
Oh, no, I was just going to um, just add a little bit to what Marco just said. The area that we're developing the cigar lounge at, the medium income in that particular area is right around 151000 Wow. And it's like, yeah, and it's a great area for redevelopment and also small business growth um, in North Huntsville, which is where I'll, that's our target market right now. And it's like the economy there is the market price trend is like um, – it, it has increased by more than 40% just since like 2008. And then when you're, you're thinking about small business growth with the tax rates at around 7% range. Right. So it's a great area to come into to develop. And we're looking for more small businesses and restaurants to come into that area. Well, wow. It sounds like a lot of research has been put into this whole process. Is food going to be served at the cigar lounge? Uh, yes, sir. Um, it, 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 it's, by definition, based on zoning, it's a restaurant, um, right? And in that, so so we can't have a, a actual class two lounge liquor license because right. we're going to definitely have alcohol. Um, so it is actually a restaurant there, right? Um, but but it, it features more tapas. So uh, okay. you know, it, it features more tapas is really upscale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, exclusively. I guess I guess our tagline is exclusively for everyone. You know, right. to make sure that we're exclusive without excluding. You know, the interesting thing about uh, one of the reasons, one of the one of the topics I bring up, I always talk about a balanced life, living a balanced life, and mm-hmm. you know, this is really something that rings out. And when I communicate, even when you were saying, okay, you know, we, we jokingly talk about the five year rule because that was that was your version of a balanced life. And then Tisha said, hey, I want to get back out there early. Then the balanced life whole issue comes into the plan and all that stuff. Talk about that whole, how do, how is the balanced life working? Cause your kids, I always tell people, children didn't ask to come into this world. We brought them in, you know, mm-hmm. and then when they come here, we got to be responsible to raising them right and showing, getting them time and pointing them in the right direction. How's the balanced life working now for you too? Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> You, you know, I, I was going to say that um, b- balance. Yes, sir. You know, I was just saying where you talk about like you know your time, your right. words, your right. food, your mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and 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 your money. Those are things. These are daily battles. You're not going to win it today and then say, "Oh, it's good." You don't get to go to the gym and say, "Oh, now I can eat what I want because I worked out earlier or I made all this, and so now I get to spend it." You know, right. this, this these are daily balances. I mean, daily challenges. And so that is the same with balance in your life mm-hmm. is that, you know, I find sometimes and you said, man, I'm doing really well. I, I'm, you know, me and my, me and my son, MJ, we're, we're out golfing. Me and my, my daughter said, that's balance time date night. And we mm-hmm. talk about flowers, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, it's just, all these things happen. And then the next week you get a project and you get rain and you got this right here. And I mean, you're working all day and all all night and stuff like that. So balance is something that you have to. That's why we lean on each other. Right. Sometimes you look right. at each other and say, "Hey, baby, you out of balance." Sometimes, hey, hey, they miss you. The kids miss you. I miss you. Right. Uh, what are we doing? Are we getting too focused? Are we looking too far down the road to really to really see what's in the car? Right. You know. So we need those checks from each other. And 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 so yes, we try to work on balance. Sometimes we get out of balance. Man, I appreciate both of you guys coming on the show. I love both of you. Okay, I, 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 I like I said, you are a star, a rising Tisha. Don't forget, you. What we're watching you, 
and we're praying for you, hoping for you. Marso, my man, you 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 the beast. You're a beast. Don't change. Keep That's uplifting. Good, keep keep moving forward. You know, friendship is essential to the soul. You know. Four cardinal principles. Uplift. Uplift. Okay? So, but don't change go. both of you guys. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I just want to have a conversation with an authentic couple. Nothing fake here. And just also just let you know that keep your head up. And a balanced life is part of the part of, of being a balanced life. Some days it's even, some days it's lopsided. But as long as you maintain focused on the importance of being a couple and being great parents, you're gonna keep winning, okay? Thank you for that. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us on to just talk about a little bit about the show and about the business. And I know one of the things everybody kept saying, you know, you have to make sure you have that foundation. Your foundation is good. So we'll be celebrating what 14 years of marriage this year. Mm -hmm. So. And I asked Carlos this other day, talking about we talk about reality TV and the role it plays on marriages. And I'm like, you know, we just pray every day, and we show that on the show that you know there's no perfect marriage. You guys get to really truly experience what we're going through within our marriage and also within business. So continue to pray for us, and we're hoping to you know really just come out strong on the other end of this. All right, Tisha, you will. Marceau, y'all be careful now. Be safe. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having us, man. Right. We'll come good. back. Come back when you when you when that lounge open up so I can promote it for you. Okay. Come back when that lounge open up. Oh yeah, black black lounge, black, black cigar lounge. Man, All righty. Thank yep. you. Uh, if you want to hear more money, if you want to hear more interviews on money making conversations, please go to moneymakingconversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey. I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. My next guest, fun interview. I'm, I'm so excited to interview him. Uh, he's a family man with a wife and two handsome young men. And he's a truck driver, turn baker. Hear me, hear me there. Okay. Truck driver, turn baker. I know you know truck, you know you, you know y'all just out there just on that road and all that good stuff, but he's a baker. So as a, he knows what he's doing. After being inspired by a video featuring my man Steve Harvey. He does a lot of inspirational videos on the regular time. As if you're part of his YouTube channel, I, he decided to follow his passion and start baking. You hear that? He decided to start follow and follow his passion and start baking. He took that passion and started his very own business. 
called Brother Bakes. It's B-R-O-T-H-A Bakes. It's an online bakery based out of Houston, Texas. They specialize in cakes and they ship all over the country. That's what we're talking about. Online bakery that ships all over the country. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my man, a Houstonian, Mark Lennon. All right, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Well, Mark, man, first, I love that introduction, man. Making me feel all professional. Well, and stuff. first of all, you're professional. I, I, I t- <laughs> today you delivered. Uh, to my house uh, for your desserts. They come in a jar. The cake's in a jar. We'll talk about it in more detail, but I'll let everybody know. One of them is called the, the Reddy Murphy. Oh, I love this guy. You know, he has a sense of humor and he ties the, the names of famous people, but he shifts a little bit of their name to you kind of know what the dessert is tied to the name of the celebrity that he's marrying the dessert to. Reddy Murphy, I got that today. The Banana Ross, got that today. The Jermaine Dupree's, which is German chocolate cake, which I love. Let me tell you something, man. German chocolate cake, you had me sold on German chocolate cake. As soon as I went to your website and I saw German chocolate cake, I was your man. I was your man right there. And then the Mariah Absolutely. Carrot. And my second favorite cake is carrot cake. So you already oh, got two of my favorite cakes over there. The German chocolate cake and the carrot cake. So let's talk you about know, this. I want to take care of you, man. Well, you taking care of me because guess what? I'm, well, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm gonna post you on social media, okay? Um, first of all, I'm gonna take a picture with me holding your product, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna post it on social media. You know, I got like eight hundred thousand followers on my Facebook, right? And then this right. Wednesday, I'm going to drop your uh, the image that you have on your Facebook, that beautiful image that you have, all those open jars. I'm gonna drop that on the Facebook. Put a link in my newsletter that goes out to ninety thousand fans on uh, Wednesday. So. Those are the things that I do on Money Making Conversation. All this stuff free of charge. Then I'm going to drop you into my my shopping zone on my moneymakingconversation.com. You can go there, click shopping zone. It's on navigation bar. And I'm building it out for stores that I recommend people to go shop at because they're credible and they provide a great product. So that's, that's what you're getting because you're a great person and you're following your dreams. Okay. Oh, man. Well, thank you, sir. I truly appreciate that. <laughs> well, good. Yes, well, good. Well, good. Let, let's talk about let's talk about uh, what inspired. Let's, let's, let's talk about your truck driving life. Let's talk about that first. And so then because we want to understand the time that was spent over there to before we pivot into the what, what, what inspired you to do your dream and how you're doing your dream. OK, let's talk about truck okay. driving life. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, let's do that. So a little bit more before we get into truck driving. I was actually a graphic designer for like 15 years. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. In Columbia, South Carolina. And um, just didn't work out. You know, the market dried up a little bit. I Mm -hmm. need to do something. Um, I'm a guy who's trying to provide provide for my family. So the idea of going back to school for three or four years just wasn't having it for me. Right. So I was like, you know what? I can get this CDL in six weeks, start working providing for my family. So that's how I became a truck driver. And I've been doing that for about four years. Uh, it's been good for me. It's been good for my family. It's actually a good break um, from the graphic design and mm-hmm. the marketing. Mm-hmm. But then um, as I'm driving, you know, and uh, it just wasn't, it's just not my full passion. I right. do enjoy it. You know, I, I'm good at it, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't where I wanted to be. Now, are you a are you a local driver, or are you line drive from state to state or city to city? Yeah, I'm a local driver right here in uh, Houston Metro. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you familiar with Houston, I'm 
My route is uh, anywhere from Houston down to Galveston, right, right. on 45. Right. Well, good. Well, uh, the reason I found out about you, my friend, was, of course, uh, mm-hmm. uh, everybody knows I, Steve Harvey and I have been knowing each other over 30 years. I was his manager, from official manager from 2000 to 2016. And I read an article in the Houston Chronicle, the number one newspaper in mm-hmm. Houston, and it talked about you. And then you had a little note in there that said that you were inspired by something. Talk about that. What inspired you that Steve Harvey did for you? Yeah, back in um, the early part of uh, 2019, I'm just sitting in the barbershop getting my hair cut. My barber plays this video. It has uh, Steve Harvey in it, Miles Monroe, and Denzel Washington. And I'm listening to it. And Steve said, if that alarm clock goes off every morning and you're not excited about what you're doing, then you're not living in your passion. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, man, that, it just resonated with me. Mm-hmm. So from that point on, I started thinking, man, what, what am I doing? What should I be doing? Mm-hmm. Where's my passion? Went through a bunch of stuff that I was thinking about. And uh, Steve also said, if it, if it comes easy to you, something you do better than anybody else. Like he gave an example. If you cut hair better than anybody else, you should be cutting hair. And he even said, uh, if you bake better than anyone else, you should be baking. Mm-hmm. And I was, and that kind of hit me. I was like, you know what? I make some pretty good cakes. And um, from that point on, it was just full speed ahead. How can I get this going? How can I get it started? And um, Steve really inspired me. I mean, it, it changed my life. It really did. Okay, good. Okay, he motivated you. Okay, but that motivation <laughs> and execution are two different things now. Because a lot of people get motivated. <laughs> you know that, Mark, right? Oh, I'm excited. Absolutely. Go out there and then they say, oh, I got to do all that. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. Okay, cool. Now, let's talk about, you know, like I said, graphic designer, you learn how to pivot, mm-hmm. truck driver, mm-hmm. smart move, income, steady income. Now, all these pivot moves that you're making, you have to discuss with the number one at the house, the wife, okay? Yeah. Got two handsome young men yeah. there, okay? This is 2019, mm-hmm. okay? So, mm-hmm. talk about that conversation that you had with her. And had you displayed these gifts to her at, at, at that level that she believed that it was possible. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, my biggest fans are my wife and my two kids of my baking. They've experienced more of my desserts than anybody else. So mm-hmm. she knew the product was good. Yes, sir. But um, she also knows that I'm a prop person who's uh, tried a few things in the past. Yes, sir. Things that didn't work out. So she was a little worried at first. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look, if you're going to do this, you need to do it right. You need to go hard on it, and this needs to be the thing. Like, I can't have you flaking out on me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and once uh, we had that conversation, and I kind of explained to her my vision, I was like, well, this is different because I'm really passionate about it. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, she was all on board. Well, very encouraging. That, that's, that's, that's important because, like I say, you know, when we come, when I bring guests like you on Money Making Conversation, because you, you're a startup. You went from startup to execution. Now, is is this is part of the promotion, you know, you helping you get your word yeah. out, generating additional. This is more of a uh, thank you, Rashad, for interviewing me, but also help me promote and sell my cakes. What exactly, yes. Brother Bake, what exactly does Brother Bakes do? Okay, so what we do is we specialize in making cakes in a jar. Okay, say that one more time. Say that one more time now. You specialize in what now? What now? We put cakes We put cakes into jars, and we ship them all over the country, including Alaska and Hawaii. That's what we do. And they are the equivalent of about two cupcakes, 
And uh, quite frankly, they're the most delicious cakes you can find in a jar. Now, you know, I'm a dessert guy. Okay, yeah. Yes, sir. People look at my people always complain about going to my Facebook page. They say, Richard, I'm tired of you. Make me hungry. Okay. You, <laughs> you get on my darn nerve. They say, they say another word, but they but it's all positive when they say that. No. You know, yes. from peach cobbler, Germany chocolate cake, sweet potato pie, carrot cake. Now, what made you believe, Mark, that you can put a cake in a jar and somebody would buy that? What made you believe that now? Steve Steve Harvey didn't say that to you. Okay. <laughs> no, no, Steve didn't say that to me. So how, how this all came about. Yeah, we want to know uh, now. We want to know. <laughs> now, I, I knew I had good product. You know, right. I was pretty confident about that. Mm-hmm. But typically the cakes, I bake are full-size cakes. And I thought about, well, you know what? Sending a cake in the mail for me just wasn't going to happen. That's just not something that I wanted to tackle. Right. So I started thinking about it. Now, I've heard of people doing this before. In fact, about five or six years ago, as a Christmas gift, I had some uh, Christmas velvet and a cake that I gave out to some family members. They loved it, and I just came back to that idea. Like, you know what? I put these cakes in a jar. I can ship them all over the place. And not only that, instead of family having one flavor of cake, they can have four different flavors, eight different flavors, whatever they want, and everybody's happy. So that's why, where that kind of came from. That's why I decided to do that. You know, it's easier to ship jars than it is a full-size cake. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, it's, it's not so much that, you know, it's easier, but you still have to maintain the quality, you know. And that's, that's the whole process we're talking about right now because – in the end, you want return customers, you want word of mouth customers, you want people, you know, especially become seasonal customers and things like that. Now, mm-hmm. now we all know what hit this year, the pandemic, COVID-19. Yes. Okay. When did you launch your business? Let me ask you that question, Mark. Okay. So I, I launched my business officially in November of 2019. Okay. November 2019. Okay. Nobody yes, saw a pandemic coming. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw it coming. Um, and here I am, you know, I'm selling my cakes online and that's going well, but I'm like, you know what? I'm in Houston. Houston is hopping, man. Everything's going on in Houston. So why don't I take some of my cakes to the markets, um, some of the festivals around here. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I geared up to do that, that's when COVID hit. Mm. And so all of that was shut down. So, you know, I had to take a step back, Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Dream still goes forward. So I reamped, you know, my efforts and I decided to just focus more on the online sales. And uh, that's kind of where we are. Wow. Wow. I'm talking to Mark Lennon. He's a Houstonian by way of with Columbia, South Carolina, right? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. Sir. I know okay, my Columbia, brother. Hey, I know about Columbia. Many days went down there and uh, did some jokes with me and Steve out there selling out there. <laughs> The township auditorium, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I, thought I, had, I, I had to hit you with a name. You go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He for real. He, he for real. Off the top oh, yeah, of my dome. Yeah. Now, if you know about the township, you for real. You for real. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, brother. Yes, that little parking lot that surrounds that building. looking like an old church. <laughs> Before we get started in that direction about your business, and, and we know what's happening out there. Black Lives Matter. We saw what happened to, to uh, George Floyd. We've seen what happened to, you know, you're a black man just like me policemen stop me mm-hmm. and I just could just be honest it's not a comfortable feeling for any african-american male to be stopped by not the police. i'm sorry yeah it has not been something it has been that way my whole life 
is well, ever since I got a driver's license, it's been that way. And that should not be the case. You have two young men uh, that you're raising. How do you approach that? And what have you what what experiences have you shared with them? There's what's going on, because sometimes you do limit the amount of exposure you do to kids or children or teenagers. Tell us about that experience that you're, you're you and your wife are dealing with right now and raising those two young men. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we do live in a, a time where we have to have these conversations, you know, with our kids. And, um, you know, my kids are 12 and 15. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, we've just been very straight up with them. We haven't sugarcoated. We let them know that, look, you may be hanging with some of your friends and they may be able to do certain things that you simply cannot do just because this is the world we live in. And you doing the same thing they do can cause you to get hurt or get yourself in trouble mm-hmm. and it's not fair and we explain that to them we know it's not fair it's not right but that is the world we live in i'd rather you be here tomorrow upset that it happened than you not be here so we've been very straight up with our kids right about what's going on in society and it's very important and that, and that in turn talks about the COVID 19 we all know how it has impacted uh, african-americans especially people of color we want to include the hispanic community how has uh it, it, your online business i would like to believe that your your business has not been affected as much as a as a brick and mortar no, yeah, exactly. It, it has not. Um, in fact, you know, despite what's going on, you know, our sales have gone up. And I think in part because of Black Lives Matter and there are people that um, are supporting more black businesses. That part is true. But also the fact that people are stuck at home and they still want delicious desserts. Right. And then we can provide them with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a big part of, of what's going on. Um, in all honesty, as well as for me, myself, you know, getting connected with um, Next Insurance, who featured me in a commercial. Oh, talk about that. Ago. That's right. Next Insurance. I've seen those commercials where they, people are making a box and out of Next and doing different things with the word Next. Yeah. Talk about that right quick. Okay. So, you know, um, when I started this business back in November of 2019, um, I, I went hard on it. I really did. I had advertising and all that. Through one of those advertising, um this young lady by the name of Jack found me and she was like, Hey, would you be interested in doing something with next insurance? Uh, how COVID has affected me. And I did, you know, I told my story, uh, similar to what I said earlier about how I was all geared up to get out here in Houston and promote my business, going to different festivals and to the markets. But when COVID hit, I had to shut down. But as my story next loved that story. So they wanted to feature me. And they did. And from that point on, um, things have uh, been going really well for me. What exactly is Next Insurance? We can tell everybody what it is. Uh, you, you're part of it. Let's talk about uh, the small business world, how, how impactful it is and how we all need that type of insurance, especially that's the last thing we kind of budget when we start out our business is insurance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. insurance should be the top Absolutely. of the line. Okay, so talk about that. You know, you next contacted you. You said it, it, it brought a, a shined a light of popularity on you, but also you kind of like a spokesperson too. So tell us what exactly is Next yeah. Insurance. So Next Insurance is um, an insurance company that specializes in providing insurance for small businesses. Mm-hmm. They have a website that is so easy to use. You sign up in minutes. It's nice and affordable, and it's hassle free. Their customer service is wonderful. And of course, not only do I represent them, but, you know, I am a customer as well. And I have no problems 
when I need to talk to someone. So Nexus has been really good, and it is good insurance for small businesses. Okay. It also grows with you as well. Absolutely. So you start to expand, they can expand with you. Uh, absolutely. So, so let's talk about your business. You started in November. If you, you know, I'm not using the word mistake, but we all budget certain things and we all think this is going to go a certain direction. And we're not talking about COVID-19 or we're not talking about the the civil unrest that's going on with protests in the streets. We're talking about starting a business and planning it out right. Who did you seek advice from? And if you had to restart it differently, what techniques would you put in place or what guidelines would you in place or what would you budget differently? Okay. Uh, definitely one of the things I would budget differently is buying equipment. Mm. Or at the very least, seeing if my house can handle the equipment that I purchased. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> so talk about that. that. Talk that about was that. A powerful lesson. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, uh, so so um, I'm in this house, right? And it's a little bit of an older house, right? And um, so I decided, you know, maybe some, uh, you know, maybe a refrigerator and a. Uh, stove in the garage would be a good idea, but you know, purchased it without talking to the electrician first, and realized that uh, it would be a lot of work to get this house uh, to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Honestly, to mm-hmm. um, handle that equipment. So here I am. I have the equipment, but at the moment can't use it. So that's one of the things um, that I learned that I needed to. Uh, let's definitely take a step back before we. We do too much and kind of see what all needs to be done before you start purchasing equipment. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, let's talk about going online. And that's brotherbakes.com. Can I go through the different yeah. desserts and can you describe to people each one of the desserts? And why did you come up with the titles? Absolutely. Why did you bring what, what, which I find very humorous and very entertaining. Tell us about the titles before yeah. we get into the get into the various desserts. OK, so, you know, I'm. Um, I love black culture. I love my people, you know, and I wanted to celebrate it. That was the first thing. Even Brother Bates, the logo is a picture of myself, stylized. And um, the name Brother, you know, itself just kind of sounds black. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it all started out. But with the names, you know, I'm sitting down, I'm thinking, I didn't just want to call call it a red velvet cake. I wanted something that was catchy wanted something that was connected to African-American culture. So kind of tapping back into my graphic design and marketing background, the name Reddy Murphy just kind of popped up. And I was like, huh, and I kind of like that. <laughs> so okay. then well, after that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Reddy Murphy, which is red velvet, I'm assuming. It is the red velvet cake, yeah. Mm-hmm. And from that point, it was just coming up with names for all the other cakes that uh that kind of tie into our culture. Cool. The next cake is, uh, this is my favorite name though, the Choco Con. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, to be honest with you, that was actually the second name I came up with. The Choco Con. Yeah, Choco Con. Now, yeah, at what point is the whole thing that your wife said you're silly? What, what did your wife say? You silly. <laughs> Mark, you silly. You need to stop. She loved it, man. She, she loves because she knows me. She mm-hmm. knows that's who I am. Right. She knows that's what I'm all about. So she she was just dying. It's like, oh yeah, let's go with it. Right. And that's what that that's all that we're saying about following that passion, you know, getting up out of bed. I always tell people, if it's difficult for you to get out of bed, then that means you didn't plan to get out of bed in the first place. And so if Absolutely. you're smiling and you're laughing and you're enjoying and you're having fun building your dream, when you get out of bed, you get out of bed to find out how many 
more cakes you can get sold. And that's a different passion exactly. than to say a delivery I got to make in Galveston. That's a different passion. <laughs> yeah, so so much different. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Banana Ross. Banana Ross. No mountain high enough, <laughs> yeah. valley low enough, a river wild enough to keep you away from this dessert. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Definitely uh, paying a little tribute to the, the queen, Diana Ross, on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we so, take yeah. a moist banana cake red. and top it with fresh bananas <laughs> and a vanilla pudding frosting. Try this and you'll be upside down, inside out, and go round and round for more. Man, you crazy. <laughs> 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 that is the that is the banana Ross. We've all went through the, the Reddy Murphy. We went through the Chaco Khan, which is the second name he came up mm-hmm. with. Now we're at the banana Ross. Now let's go on down to yeah. <laughs> German Dupree. Which is Jermaine yeah. Dupree. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually lived in Atlanta for a little while, so I had to give a tribute oh, to Oh, uh, you too, buddy. The Dirty one. South. The Dirty South. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here you go. You yeah, don't have to be an Atlanta icon to enjoy this one. We take a traditional German chocolate cake and mix it with chocolate icing and a classic German co- chocolate coconut frosting. Try it, and we'll think, wow, that's hot, man. And it contained nuts. <laughs> That's hot right there. Yes, sir. Woo, right there. Yes, cool. Let's go to the next one here. Lamont James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely Lamont James. That's my lemon cake. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to have called it Michael Jordan, but hey, you know, I, I love LeBron too. Hey, my man, LeBron. First of all, you know why I like Le- Lamont James? A businessman. What's okay. That? He yeah. takes care of community. We know he's fearless. Yeah. And uh, again, mm-hmm. like you, man, he's a historian. He's, you know, not saying Michael isn't pro-black, but you, when you look at my, yeah. you, when you look at LeBron James, LeBron James stands up for his community fast, my friend. He steps out there, so yeah. I thought that was a perfect LeBron James for lemon cake. It was perfect right there. So, so, so don't shy away Absolutely. from that. Michael Jordan's great, <laughs> but LeBron James community <laughs> and great. Okay, and then this, yeah, see, yeah. It, it's crazy it, at the at the Palm Restaurant. They have a carrot cake, man. You order it. It's the biggest slice I've ever seen in my life. So I always go there and get my huge carrot cake. But see, now that I can order my carrot cake online from my man, brotherbakes.com, tell us about the Mariah Carrot, which is a tribute to, uh, a tribute to Mariah Carrot. Talked about that one. Yeah, yeah. So that's my carrot cake. Um, True story, I was never a fan of carrot cake. No, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. I love carrots. I got some carrots in my, I got some shredded carrots in my refrigerator right now. I'm telling you, I love carrots, man. Yeah, well, you know, I just didn't, I couldn't picture carrot and cake at the same time until I tried it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh man, I I really like carrot cake. So when it it came for me to, um, you know, have another flavor other than, you know, the ones I already had, I tried to, excuse me, I tried carrot cake. And I came up with a recipe that I really liked. And, um, yeah, I'm hooked. It's probably my favorite one right now. There we go. See, we're on the same page now. See, I, I, Mark, yes, you're, you're good people now. You're good people now. 
Okay, and then we're gonna close yeah, out trying with. Trying to be like you, man. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my Houstonian man. You know, I, I saw you in the Houston Chronicle. I say I got to get my man on the yes, radio sir. podcast. Yes, I'm gonna sir. promote you on my social media. Put you in my newsletter. All that from an article. That's why it's important that you promote your brand because you don't know who's gonna read it, who's gonna see it. Like I said, that article got you over here. That ad got you on Next Insurance. All those things are what you have to do to build a brand. It's never like because some people think you get on TV one time that might make it. You get on the radio interview. That might you have to do it all, Mark, and that's what you. Yeah. You didn't hesitate to to have to take advantage of this opportunity to promote your brand, and I always know that that's it. You know, even if you get on a, a Steve Harvey Facebook Live show, get on that and yeah. Oprah call you. Do Oprah, you know, uh, another talk show Absolutely. call. Just I'm keep ready. doing more and more and more because I always tell people if Chick Fil A decided to stop advertising, people will drive by Chick Fil A and wonder what happened. Mm-hmm. You cannot stop. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Costco has to advertise. Walmart has to advertise. Target have to advertise because they stop sending out those little circulars. My friend, people will stop entering their stores. Now, here's the. Here, here, I want to talk about this one thing that, on your homepage because I like to be a part of this here, sir. It's called the okay. uh, raves and reviews. Now, all right, okay. The raves and reviews have people initial. Okay, I have no problem when I sample your product today, sir. I have no problem you putting my full name on here. Okay. All right, we can do that. You know, because I see right here JL, QL, and KJ. I'm going to be sampling today. I'm going to be taking some photos. I'll be putting it on my social media. I'll be putting it in my newsletter. I'll be promoting the brand of brother pa- brotherbreaks.com. That's B-R-O-T-H-A-B-A-K-E-S.com. My, my friend, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on Money Making Conversation. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you life. And also let people know that if you have a dream and you have a passion, learn how to pivot. Pivot with a plan because he told you about one mistake he made because he didn't plan it out. But he also told you that he never stops trying. He never stopped putting forth an effort to be successful. Any closing remarks, Mark? I just want to say to people, um, go for it. You know, um, this has been a God bless. I talk to people all the time and they, they're always talking about how you did it. I just went for it. And real quick, you know, everybody has a dream. You're currently not doing your dream. So why not give it a try? If it works out, great. I mean, if it doesn't, then you're still not living your dream. But if it does happen, hey man, it changes your life. Cool. That's all I got. Appreciate you, my friend. I want to thank you for coming on the thank show. You. And, uh, and like I said, you'll be hearing from me. Uh, photos are coming your way. Rave reviews are coming your way. Promotions coming your way. Tell your boys to keep listening to dad and keep listening to mom and tell your wife hi because she allowed you to live your dream. And guess what? It's going to pay off in the end, my friend, because I know she's helping you Absolutely. 100%. Thank you for coming on my show, Mark. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. 
like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Thank you, sir, for having me. All right. If you want to hear more interviews on Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. Cars today are like computers on wheels, but you can't fix any of the new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY. Or visit CarShield.com and use code MONEY to save 10%. That's CarShield.com, code MONEY. A deductible may apply. My next guest is a social media influencer. She has built her social media influencing capabilities based on who she is and her unapologetic truth. As a transgender, she has become one of the most entertaining names in show business today. Her popular podcast, The Queen's Supreme Court, which airs every Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, is awesome. It delivers celebrity gossip, celebrity interviews, and hilarious entertainment like you've never seen or heard before. She is on my show to talk about her many brands. COVID-19, money-making conversations. So please welcome to money-making conversations, my dear friend, T.S. Madison. Hey, come on, Mr. McDonald. I like that. I got I to call the money-making man, Mr. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now, where are you based at? Let's, let's get everything. Let's get to the grassroots of everything here. Um, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Okay. And um, I'm, I'm I'm based here in Atlanta. Well, actually, I'm over here in Conjures, Georgia. I hear all the cows, chickens, and, and, and goats and things out here in the, <laughs> in the country. <laughs> well, let me, so let's talk about uh, you as a, you as what your career. What are, let's talk about your goals. You went from you was in Florida. Now you're moving to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Are you? Is this going to be mm-hmm. a base for you? Or you have New York, your DC, Chicago, um, or LA? What's what's the goal? Um, well, my goal is I I, I do want to I want to stay here in Atlanta. I bought I bought a home here. I've been I've been living here for the past uh, I would say about seventeen years. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. When 
I got I got a break. Got to think. Like I'm 43. I'll be 43 this year. I moved for 20. Yeah, I, it's been about 17 years. I moved here when I was about 20, 26, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm getting ready to turn 43. And um, I moved here with a suitcase and nothing. Mm-hmm. And now you become a, a dream maker, a decision maker, yeah. influencer. And mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. with that being said, what 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 role does do you play having that additional influence? Because it carries a burden with it. It carries a sense of uh, people look to you when changes need to be spoken about or a mm-hmm. situation need to be announced. You are an influence at that level. It carries a high level of responsibility. Let's talk about that in the community that you embrace. Well, uh, I'm a part of a, of the LBGT community. I am the, ch- the T part of the community. I'm a transgender woman, um, meaning that I was uh, uh, born male. I transitioned to uh, to a preoperative. Yes, ma'am. I, I'm preoperative transsexual. I'm female, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm a woman, honey. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it, but, love it. Um, in my community, you know, I've um, I've built uh, a brand uh, off of my uh, social media. You know, at one point I used to be involved in the adult entertainment industry, which I'm noticing now due to the COVID-19. So many people have uh, actually uh, sank their toe over into that industry by, you know, dabbling around in OnlyFans. And I was right. like, wow, like we have such big, huge uh, celebrities. Um, well, big celebrities that have uh, started to explore OnlyFans, and then when you have a, 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 a huge celebrity like a Beyonce uh, that that raps and says, "On my demon time, I might make an OnlyFans," you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it just pushed, it, it just peaked it up more, you know, especially for those people that were were curious about it. You no. know, one thing one thing about me, I don't uh, I don't h- run from my past. I don't hide from my past. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that you have to you you have to um, grasp your past so that you can accept your future. Right. You know, and a part of my past that, that was that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I was I was in the adult entertainment field, and I used to do uh, films, um, produce them, star in them. They were um, kind of like what what people are doing on OnlyFans now. Mm-hmm. However, you know, it's just my website, and I made money off of that. Like, I, I that's the that's the industry that was those were the cards that was were dealt to me at the time, and right. and that's the industry that I was in. You know, I'm not promoting it, but I mean, it is what it is. Well, so the thing about it is that I'm not even being negative about it. You know, I know we all mm-hmm, go through mm-hmm. different things in life, and because, mm-hmm. like you said, made money. And uh, and we all mature, we all grow because the thing about it, the thing I appreciate the fact is that you've been allowed to move on. Okay, it is your past. You know what I'm saying? That is what I feel that social media allows us to do now, because if you didn't have Mm -hmm. social media, you basically are trapped into that story. That's the story that they they can say you are. That's who you are. But Mm -hmm. social media Mm -hmm. has allowed you to be able to say that's that's my history. That's part of my resume. Yeah. But look at what I'm yeah. doing now and look what I represent right. now. And this is what I really wanted to bring you on the show to talk about yeah. how we can get. Yeah. Because a lot of people get frustrated. They they, they do make decisions, whether it's a business mm-hmm. decision or relationship decision or a lifestyle decision. And they and they feel they can't they, 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 they can't climb out of that rut. And on my show, I tried to bring on individuals that can share some nuggets to say, yes, I did this. I've openly confessed that I do that. 
but mm-hmm. use the new age of branding now that allows you to yeah. have a voice, to allow you to call your press conference anytime you feel like it. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you is know, happening. And, you know, and, and much to piggyback off of what you're saying, like I've embraced my past and, and my personality has always been, you know, over the top and, you know, bigger than life. I've mm-hmm. been very opinionated mm-hmm. and I got into, you know, social commentary and, 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 and blogging and YouTube and Instagram, you know, all of these places where I was able to let my opinion start to make me make money for me, make a right. living for me. Right. And I, I, once again, I took the tools that I learned in a prior life and mm-hmm. applied them to this one and, and was able to package up and, and, you know, resell myself as a social media influencer um, half million you right. are not, not yeah. trying to sell yourself half million Instagram followers that are more <laughs> you're doing your thing my friend you're doing your thing my friend but let, let's talk about you as a, as a brand let's talk about the Queen Supreme Court how did that idea mm-hmm. come about it's available on podcast well the Queen Supreme Court was originally the Queen's Court it was something that um, my former co-host uh, and myself used to do together um, and uh, even though she and I parted ways uh, I continue to, uh, you know, re- revamp and rebrand the show into, you know, a social commentary show. And uh, it's become very influential in popular culture. It was always influential influential in popular culture, but it became, you know, a different staple in popular culture where, or, you know, I, most celebrities come and they, we, we, we talk about the things that are going on in, in the world, like current events and stuff. And, you know, I sell sponsorship packages uh, for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my fans are always, you know, supporting me or whatever. But the most, the, the biggest thing about it is I'm able to sell sponsorship packages to money making conversation. Money making conversation. I love yeah. talking to you. I love talking to you. That's what this show is about. It's about you mm-hmm. know being able to market yourself and realize there are money, real financial opportunities that are out there. But you have to be consistent about it. You have to be passionate yeah. about it, and you have to have a plan. And that's what you have. You have a plan, and you're consistent. And like you said, I'm over the top, but that's part of the brand. If if you yeah, told me it was low key, I, I wouldn't know about you. Uh, you wouldn't have 500,000 followers, but it's not a no. disruptive. It's not a disruptive or rude over the top. It's as a branding, it's entertaining, it's funny, mm-hmm. and that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. Fun, yeah. quality entertainment, information yeah. that makes you smile. Yes, yes, I love you. Yes. Come on, come on. I told you we're going <laughs> to get I'm together as soon as this pandemic yeah. died down. They won't, you know. Please, let's, God, let's, tra- please. let's transition over there. Let's transition over there because of the fact that you, we know the community, African American community, and we're also going to talk about mm-hmm. the HIV community that's being, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. just tearing up black people, is impacting mm-hmm. the, your, your community as well. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that because of the fact that we have a, uh, we have a situation where now they're starting to wear, say, wear masks. And what role are you playing as far as trying to guide the proper information in your community? Well, uh, in my community, you know, it's very important that we cover um, uh, HIV and AIDS. Uh, excuse me, HIV and AIDS and, and things of that nature. You know, I'm always talking about uh, prep. Uh, prep is uh, uh, is a drug that that's administered to people who are who are sexually active that can prevent them from um, even becoming infected with the HIV or AIDS virus. And if and I also make sure that I've encouraged people in my community that might have be that might be affected by it to, you know, continue to 
take their their medications, you right. know, so that they can remain to have an undetectable um, uh, status. And I'm no different with uh, the, with, with the situation with the COVID nineteen. Like I, I'm I'm afraid. Like this 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 virus, you know, popped up out of nowhere. I, I really believe that it was already here. And then we, we, I think we all have been affected by maybe back sometime last year and either uh, uh, December, November. That's what they've area. been saying. They've been saying November, December time frame. This uh, this uh, virus is over here. It was just um, our, our leaders, as we were. I just want to use the word leaders, chose not mm-hmm. chose to ignore it because mm-hmm. it would have impacted the stock market. And so mm-hmm. now we have a, you know, when I when I look at it, you know, this is a national broadcast and just let everybody know when April came out and the CDC announced that, you know, eight out of 10 COVID-19 uh, patients were African-American or black. That was a frightening number. And then when the when the state of Georgia decided to reopen and that's when it reopened, reopen, knowing that information meant that they had no plan for that's they had no plan for white America to reopen pro- mm-hmm. properly and they didn't care how it affected the Hispanic community the black community any community mm-hmm. of color and so mm-hmm. that really that really that's what I'm saying your role and my role my role as well is as yeah. been to be out at front I I do a lot of interviews on uh on general market stations and I try to be honest about this whole situation because of the fact that mm-hmm. you got to mask up you got to wash your hands is this you know this is now because now we send the young people out there thought they were immortal now they're being affected yeah yes and you have to social distance you have to do that Mm. you know it's imperative and and when i see people uh, even in my camp being reckless Mm -hmm. and and party partying and 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 not and not uh taking this uh pandemic serious i'm like hey are you not looking at the numbers is this stuff like like people are really dying uh, from this uh, it is from this situation. People are dying, mm-hmm. and like, how are you? How are you not paying this stuff any attention, or how are you not following the rules or the guidelines of it? You know, I've been in quarantine. Uh, I, the only place I've been is the grocery store Come on. and home. Come on, now. that's it. That's all. Grocery store okay. and home. You know, you and I could be dating because that's what I do too. Okay, because I don't yes. do nothing. I go to. You know what always amazes me, T.S. When I go in the grocery store, I um, I, I I see people with no masks. I'm going like, okay. Did you not get the memo? And then right. I've seen these videos of people, white people angry when they've been told yeah. to wear a mask, trying to knock the bully their way in the mall. Mart. I saw some videos where this lady took all her food out of her grocery basket and just threw it on mm-hmm. the floor. I've seen mm-hmm. people throw food at people. Hey, 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 they, they will give you a mask to wear. But well, this see, is, the problem is they don't want to be told what to do. And and, and right now they, they're feeling like that the mask and the, the social distancing and the quarantine is, is a, some conspiracy theory um, for the government to control people. And I'm like, do you not see that this stuff, like people are really sick and dying out here? Like, I, I do feel like that there are there are small pieces of of this pandemic that are, is a little bit, you know, hyped up just just a bit. But I do believe that this is really going on because one, um, it it did affect business for everyone. Like we're working from home. Everybody's working from mm-hmm. home now. Mm-hmm. And, and and for entertainers like myself who travel my, because I travel my show as well. Right. I lost gigs. I lost appearances. You know, I was not able to, you know, show up and, and meet and greet with my fans. And, you know, I lost lots of money from speaking engagements and everything right. else. Uh, I still had to know how to survive, you know, during this pandemic. And a lot of people, 
um, were trying to find a way to survive during the, during the pandemic. This is why some of them, as I was saying earlier, you know, touched into the uh, the OnlyFans situation because that was the quickest way that they could make some money. You know, from what government, you know, what right? What's one? What's one of those Ronnie Ho quotes? You got to use what you got to get what you need. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. We 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 jumped in a little bit about the Queen Supreme Court. Now, how do you mm-hmm. get your guests? Like I see Tamar T- Tamar Braxton, who's crazy anyway. Lunell, the original gangster yeah. of comedy, female wise. Then you had Nicki Minaj. Uh-huh. Okay, now yeah. see you getting me jealous now, cause see I I was able to get Lunell, but I I definitely now have no Nicki Minaj or no Tamar well, Braxton. I'm, so you out there well, balling with these guests, my friend. No, I've been on Nicki Minaj's show. Nicki Minaj was uh, very much interested in, um, you know, producing the first phase of the show. And uh, she and I continued to be friends after that. Um, didn't work out. Um, but, you know, she's my girlfriend. Uh, I've had Candy Burris on the show. See, um, keep bragging. Keep bragging. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Quar from Married to Medicine. Dr. Mm. Heavily from Mar- Married <sighs> to Medicine. Um, I've had a lot of social media influencers. Uh, oh my God! Uh, Flame Monroe, my girl Flame Monroe has been on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many different guests wow. come in and out of there, and, and I, I really like to rotate the chair because you know when you're doing social commentary, I don't want to sit there and, and run the show on my own because I don't want my opinions or my uh, views on something to to, to uh, seem like it's it's the law. I like to to discuss and banter. And throw a little joke or two out and be a little oh, bit. Tears, I told you about it. You can't be talking about no jokes until I heard you tell jokes. Because, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the top comedians now. I got love for you now. But you can't just come on my show and say you're a comedian without me not branding you right now. Okay. Once, once I see you, I'm going to bring you back on the show and go, this girl uh, is you. funny right here. Funny, funny, funny. funny. Now, I, I can use words like hilarious. You know what I'm saying? All that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Because you can be hilarious and not be a stand-up comedian. Now, because you're an mm. actress and all that good stuff. So let's talk okay. about let's talk about where do you get your celebrity gossip from on the uh on your show? The Queen Supreme Court. Where do where do you get your celebrity gossip from? Um, well, I mean, I, I pull from a, a different uh, set of places. Like, um, you know, I, and sometimes it comes just, you know, natural from mm-hmm. watching, 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 watching television shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, but I get a lot of my gossip from a lot of the blog sites or whatever. But see, the difference with me is the blog sites might report on the star. I will bring the star to me and gossip Ooh. with them. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like that. Mm. Now, 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 when when one comes to your show, I, I've hollered out and screamed out some things on the show. But what is what is really the goal of your show? Is it is it to educate people about your brand? Is it about uh, about entertain just an entertainment package that you put together and you feel blessed to be able to present that on a global? Because it's a global when you when you're doing podcasts mm-hmm. and social media, you're global mm-hmm. now. This is mm-hmm. people in China mm-hmm. watching your stuff. People in Australia yeah. watching your stuff. So you're, you're a global brand. I'm not going to short, yeah. short you on that, okay? Well, I mean, the goal of my show is, is to make people laugh, you know, laugh at the parts that are, are to be funny and educate them on the parts that they need to be educated on and to clear up some of the mess and shade, you know, that might be out in the streets because, you know, we are we are a part of the urban, uh, the urban community, right. you know, and... There are times that people, they're, they're, a celebrity might have some bad information or a bad story about them that they might want to come to my show and they might want to clear up. So, you know, we, we, this is this is the place that you can do it, especially where their fans can tune in and see them, you know, hash out some, some bad rumor that might have been spread about Absolutely. them, you know. But, mm. 
But my show is just all all around. I want to make sure that my show is it's entertaining, it's informative, and and it makes money. I'm, I just want to make sure that it does yeah, I that. Her. I love her right there. See, <laughs> see, see, that's I've been trying to get people on the show that would talk about money. See, we want 100 percent on the same page about the money making mm-hmm. conversation here. Now, here's mm-hmm. the, here's the the, the the philanthropic the the giving side that I want to make sure people know about you. In the midst of the pandemic crisis. T.S. has surprised families, friends, and others with groceries and donations to help them through these challenging times. Now, why? I, you know, I, I'm just saying why, because guess what? I'm going to just throw it out like that. Why, T.S.? Why is that important to you? Well, well, it's important to me because everybody may not know how to flip a dollar during a hard time. Right. And and, and there's some people that, that have relied on their jobs and, and, and what they know, like they know how to get up and go to work every day from nine to five. And this has been taken away from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this this is one of the luxuries that I have as being a social media influencer and ambassador for brands and, and things like that. And, and having my show that I still am able to make money during this during these times. So why not be why not help somebody or help a family out that that, you know, has have lost those privileges, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this really so, is important. I you know, I, I, I find myself uh because, you know, I, I'm blessed. I, you know, I, can, mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't been able to lay off my staff during the pandemic. They've, they've received their pay and uh, I've been able to function. And I've been, I, Lord knows I'm not making any money, but I'm also planning to make money. And that's all part mm-hmm. about money making conversation is. And I want to ask you about your, your, your character. There was, a, there was a question in your in your that I want to bring up. When asked about your larger than life persona, this is you saying mm-hmm. this, Maddie. About, mm-hmm. see, I know you're not going to call you Maddie, you know. Just, yeah, I love that. I see, like see, that. See, I transitioned out there, just threw that out there. You went, hey, mm-hmm. friend. You went, hey, mm-hmm. friend. Yeah, right with me. Hey, friend. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I've always had a big personality, but the more I become, I became p- comfortable with myself and feeling okay with whatever choices I make in life, not being apologetic, the true me was able to be released. The reason I read that out is that. That happens to a lot of people. So that's, that's, that's a statement that anybody can say that's struggling with identity, struggling with the path they want to follow in life. And I want you to just comment on that because that's why I always try to be pretty much children. You know something? Just because you're a different color, just because you may wear a different, uh, you have a different lifestyle approach. Mm-hmm. We all think, mm-hmm. of, we all experience the same desires to be successful. We all pay taxes. We all want to live a healthy life. We all want pe- be, to be loved. And that's all that statement is saying right there. It's a relatable statement. Just, just open your blinders and realize that she's relatable. She's understandable mm-hmm. and she's passionate mm-hmm. and she cares. Now, t- talk about that, uh, that whole larger than life persona and accepting yourself and not being, you know, worried about what people thought about you. Wait, you pay taxes? Okay, so let me go back and dig in. Let me answer the question. <laughs> okay, okay. That was a good one. That was a good one, girl. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> you, you slipped a good joke on me. I like that. I like that. I like that. I, like that. I might oh, let well. you slip. I might, I might let you slip before we end this interview. You're too much now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, the, the only way to truly aspire in life is to embrace oneself. You know, and I think a lot of times uh, we... 
we even whether we're gay, straight, bi, trans, or whatever, right. there's pieces of us that we might not want to grasp, we may not want to accept, and you know, and especially with um, even even in, even in our African American community, where mental health is like a big big thing that that's not talked about, like. Sometimes we have to accept. Like I, I might be a little bipolar. Right. I need to accept that and embrace it. And I and I and I use that bipolar example because I I get a lot of inspiration from Jennifer Lewis. And you know Jennifer Lewis came out on Oprah and she was like, "I'm bipolar and I yes. have to, you know, medicate myself or whatever." And, and and that really made me look at it like I'm trans and you know I have to. I'm, I'm embracing this stuff or whatever. And this is not a crutch for me. And this is not a hindrance in my life for me moving on into, you know, achieving the goals that I want to achieve in my life. And when I saw Jennifer Lewis do that, I was like, wow, you know, this is this this just brings that statement that I that I made there. Uh, it brings it all full circle. Like everybody has to embrace and accept that part of themselves fully so that they can be the most magnificent self that they can be so that they can really, really embrace themselves and be successful in their life because that's the only way that you're really going to be successful successful in life is by fully and purely embracing yourself, embracing your flaws and all, embracing your past, embracing, just embracing the things that come to you and mm-hmm. just knowing how to, to, to propel yourself forward. Right. And and all that you do. You know, it's really interesting when we, as we talk and uh, I interviewed Jennifer Lewis and, you know, uh, we did, uh, that book is a great read. It's a very sexual book because uh, she's very sexually active. Uh, oh, you know, the mother thing. of black Hollywood. Oh, yeah. The yeah. mother of oh, black Hollywood. She's on that book there. Okay, now. If you, if you if you if you worried about reading about something, don't don't read that book. It's not PG thirteen. Okay, she's <laughs> that's a, my kind of girl. She's just point, but it's about the bipolar, about accepting mental health, and all these things. Because within the black community, because you said it, the black community, you know, we we kind of like kick things to the curve that we really should be talking mm-hmm. about weight, uh, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. which which, mm-hmm. which is impacting our, our health when it comes to COVID-19. It's the same thing mm-hmm. with the Latino community. I got I to gotta wrap everybody into it because it's not just us. Anybody who is eating wrong and living wrong and and have, and, and, then, and winked, winked when it came to the situation that you know we should be taking care of, we have mm-hmm. to start realizing that we have to change. As we're trying to tear down these Confederate statues and take these flags down in Mississippi, we got to start eating right. We got to start living right. Mm-hmm. We got to start admitting that we are not, especially men, especially black men. We tend to mm-hmm. want to be like, you know, we can run through a brick wall. Not if it's really brick. Now you need to realize mm-hmm. that. And so, and so, but the black community has always uh, shunned uh, uh, the truth, and especially in the community that you are, 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 are mm-hmm. part of. You know, uh, we, mm-hmm. and let's 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 step back a little bit. You know, when Ellen DeGeneres, you know, made her announcement and has and been so successful on TV, has allowed a, a lot of truth. To be spoken and to be accepted. Now, who are the great leaders out there? Because she gets the most fanfare. What are the great leaders that we should be recognizing that have been uh besides uh, RuPaul? I have to I have to put him out there as well. Yeah, RuPaul. I have to yeah, put him out there. RuPaul is, 
Mm-hmm. RuPaul, um, Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, <clears throat> people. Or I mean, for me, there are some. There are some people that we we not. I'm not going to say suspect, but I, that we know it's that's a part of the uh, community that's really not vocal about it. Right. Which I really wish, wish, which I really wish they would be, because it would help more people who are are struggling with themselves to be right. the greatest uh, self that they can be. I really wish they would speak out. But you know, there's there's Billy Porter. Um, from Pose, um, mm-hmm. there's Laverne Cox, uh, there's Angelica Ross, you know, there's, uh, there's Hope Giselle. There's so many different people that are, that are leaders in our community, you know, that have embraced themselves fully. And, you know, here's the thing with me with, with, with uh, black people, I, I want black people to know as a black trans woman, I need black people to understand that I'm black first, baby. And I'm, I'm still black, no matter what other umbrella or, or, or whatever um, uh, uh, identity that I, I have, I'm black first. And that is so Yes. And I try to do so much for my community, for my own community, because I'm black and trans. Uh, and, and, and it runs it, it runs in an intersection it's intersectional so you know I it, I just really really wish that our black brothers and sisters would really embrace us just a little bit more and not meet us with lots of resistance because it's something that they may not understand and this is why I have to applaud you um, you know for even allowing me to come on your platform and, and, and just talk a little bit about you know my business and my, my show and, and things just going on because lots of times there, there are black people who, you know, are, are afraid of, you know, communicating or, or, or even getting knowledge about something that, that they may, may make them feel uncomfortable. But we have to know that we're all a people at the same time. You know, I got to bring up Laverne Cox. Um, she does. She's doing that. She's transgender, right? Yeah. Laverne Cox is transgender. And uh, she has that amazing Smirnoff commercial out right now she done been on she done been on a bunch of stuff like listen listen laverne laverne has she's she's championed a lot of things for uh, black trans women and uh her and janet mock janet mock right. all mm-hmm. she's she, they, they've championed things for you know uh us trans women especially trans women of color so you know i, I love them for the things that they do and you know, it, it, their existence is so important because not only did it the, when, when they champion things for 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 trans women and and people in the LBGT black people. Let me emphasize this: black people, black and brown people of the LBGT community. It also opens doors for other minorities in the world. There you like go, black people as a whole. There you go. That's what I need to hear from you. That's what I need to hear from you. Oh, you know I am a fan, T.S. Madison, as I like to call her, Matty. Yes. She's the host of the very popular, the Queen Supreme Court. You know you can come on my show anytime. I just wanted to have a little sit down, a little money-making conversation, conversation with you and let you know mm-hmm. that I love you. I support you. I'm going to be there when you need me. And as soon That's as it. this COVID-19 died out, we're going to share a hamburger, you know, a hot dog. We're going to share some food. I'm a big I'm a big foodie, so I love dessert. Just letting you know when I, I throw down. I throw down with some grub on a regular basis. All but right. I'm going to keep right. supporting you. I'm your friend, okay? Stay strong. All right. Thank you, baby. Thank you for having me. All right. We talk soon. If you want to hear more interviews okay. on Money Making. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, 
we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when there are parched or windy conditions out there, you got to be extra careful with things like burning yard waste. After all, wildfires can start anywhere, even in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Conversation, please go to MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. Bye, y'all. My next guest created the Black Man Project. That's right, the Black Man Project. One's a filmmaker, one's a sculpture, one is an anthropologist. They travel the nation archiving the stories black men tell of mask and life's meaning. They're rooted in creating safe spaces for healthy conversation, exploring the many nuances that affect men of color. And I am a man of color. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the man behind the Black Man Project, Brian Ellison, Anthony Suber, and Marlon Hall. Good morning. How you doing, Thank you for having us. Well, first of all, thank you guys for taking the time. Uh, just a little backstory on me. I'm a Texas native. So I know all I'm born in Fifth Ward, Texas, you know, Third Ward, <laughs> born right there and uh, graduated from University of Houston. So I know all about Third Ward and um, and I live in Atlanta, my headquarters in Atlanta. So I w- read the Houston Chronicle every day. That's my base. And uh, I ran across a great story about the Black Man Project. And um, I just felt I had to talk to you guys. I did. I, I, I read the story. I went, wow, this is powerful. And, uh, and I wanted to take the time to have this conversation because I know each one of you brings something to the story for the overall concept to be successful. I have Brian uh, on the phone. I have Anthony on the phone and I have Marlon on the phone. Marlon, I like to call him Big Denver if y'all don't know him. That's, that's, that's our little side. That's our little side. Say Big Denver, you know. For, you know, if you if hear me just drop off in the Big Denver, I'm really talking to Marlon, okay? <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Hey, big. Absolutely. Well, you ain't big, they, they big time, man. Everybody come to my show big time, man. They, they, just, just, you know, I know y'all got a big world. I know y'all sponsored by Google and all. You know, I'm not at Google level, but guess what? I'm good. So let's start it off with you, Brian. Tell us about the Black Man Project. And I'm just here everybody's story because I went to the website, man, and I was emotionally drawn in. I watched the videos. And it was like, you know, wow, the, 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 the whole uh, guys playing with the you know, holding the, the cotton and what yeah. is soft. And it was, it was just a powerful concept. So just lead us down that first level of the journey here, Brian. Man, the journey started with brotherhood, camaraderie, man. The journey started with conversations between myself, Marlon and Anthony. Right. Um, the journey started with us creating space for one another to be vulnerable in a time and in, in a space where we all realized it's something that we all really needed. And, you know, I think we quickly understood that, you know, if we need this, right. how many other brothers need this and don't have a space for it? 
And you, so, you know, from there, mm -hmm. um, the Black Man Project was birthed. Okay. And, you know, and, and here we are. Cool. When you, when you say need that, Anthony, what exactly is he referencing? He say need that. What 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 the spirit? Because you you know you have to design. You have to, your hands mean to play a major role in your vision. What do you mean when you say Anthony? I mean when he says yeah. uh, need that. Excuse me, Anthony. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, I think what Brian is referring to is this idea that. Um, uh, so again, like this whole project is birthed around the idea of having conversations, right? And you know. Far too many times, you know, for black men, we don't really sit down and have these conversations about, you know, our emotions or things that we're struggling with on the inside. Mm -hmm. And also this idea of um, taking care of ourselves, taking care of ourselves spiritually and mentally. And so when, when Brian is talking about the need of, of these conversations and this project, it is something that has gone for so long uh, unnoticed. You know, a lot of us are, you know, suffering day to day. And because we're so used to just uh, moving. Um, a lot of times, you know, we're moving without actually going anywhere. And so we're spinning our wheels in essence when we we, we are navigating as fathers, as husbands right. or whatever the situation may be. And so what Brian is really referring to is this idea that, like, we need to untap. Um, we need to tap into that that inner self and be able to reflect and be emotionally healthy, really. You know, it's really interesting because uh, I'm going to you, Marlon, because I know you're into yoga. And, and, and just recently, my wife has always told me to stretch. She's been, and my daughter was a, uh, was a professional tennis player. So they was always in there stretching. And, and I walk by and go, huh, I don't have time for that. And in <laughs> and, and my life. And then so finally, my body, my body just gave up. You know, it, just, it, it was aching. It was like feeling bad. I, I felt like my age. OK, I walk mm. like my age. And, and so and I started stretching. And and that's what I, that's that's the whole part of the conversation that we're talking about, being able to provide us with additional information that can make our life better. And I have to bring that up about you because you that's what I love when I when I was doing my research on you three guys. I read the article about you three guys. Each one of you guys is kind of like, you know, if, if, if I just put you on like different statues, you affected emotion, physically and visionary different layers. You Ooh, know, one sees something, one shapes something and then one goes inside and, and, and spiritually evolves you. And, then, and that's what that's what I've done to, to, for me to go in a room and stretch for 30 minutes. It's something I thought I could never do because I'm one of those type A personality people. So talk to us about that, Marlon. <sighs> Yeah, man. You know, anthropologically speaking, your well, come on, come on. No, you you going to start out with the big word up front like that, bro? <laughs> anthropologically <laughs> speaking? <laughs> How do y'all put up with this guy, Anthony Bryan? How do y'all put up with Big Denver like this? <laughs> there you go. O-F-F-T-O-P. Off top. Like, when you think of, like, how humans evolve or develop, Mm -hmm. Your capacity to evolve is directly proportionate to your willingness to be vulnerable. Right. We are only as growth centered as we are available mm -hmm. to vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And we believe that vulnerability is access to transformation for black men. Right. Whereas we've been taught that we should move away from things that have a semblance of sensitivity or gentleness, like stretching, right. like crying, mm -hmm. like accepting a compliment and giving one. Mm -hmm. Yet we are finding that the evolution of black men is in need of the desire to open up to new things through vulnerability. You know right. what I mean? Because we've been taught that to be strong means um, to be resistant and to be resilient 
means to be hard, but that ain't necessarily true because we can flow like water from one movement in our lives to the next. Right. Through vulnerability. And that's what we believe. Absolutely. I, I, my wife always tells me so people will compliment me on my show early on when I first started three years ago. And I would just can you tell them thank you when they say something nice to you? I go, oh, I didn't say that. Oh, oh. and wow. I, I realized wow. I, I was not acknowledging uh, people when they were complimentary of them because it wasn't in my mindset. It wasn't in my lifestyle. It wasn't my approach to how you do business. You know, you know, the, 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 the interesting thing about being a black man, that's why I was attracted to this because of the fact that we all know how women have evolved, especially the black female. You know, yeah. black females have always been the dominant in our lives as black men. You know that. And but the black men have seen they have set there and not evolved and so brian when mm. i brian when i look at you and i look at because all three of you guys look differently and that's mm. that's the beauty of walking in a room you know that means you have different stories that means you're gonna send different messages different, different when people see you they're gonna perceive certain things about you and i and that's that's why i really i'm telling you i was just captivated by the whole concept because you three guys didn't look like three guys who might hang out but mm. but but you look like three guys who were the right three guys to get to get the message that I need tied to the Black Man Project? Am I missing anything, Brian? Come on now, I, I'm just I'm just man. talking, man, from afar. Man, <laughs> you know, that's that's a really great observation, man, and and that's really important that we are able to tap into like all the many like angles of like a Black man, mm-hmm. like some somebody being able to look at me and identify with me, somebody being able to look at Marlon and identify with Marlon, and the same with Anthony. Like I feel like together. We just represent so many different things in black men. Right. And collectively, man, we have this super strength that we can extend bits of ourselves to them as a group. And, and that's really important. You know, it's, it's, it's so important because of the fact that, Anthony, your hands. You know, like here's here's a little bit about me. I was a former stand-up comic. Uh, I I played a musical instrument, B flat clarinet. You know, uh, they said, you know, I, I had the skills as an artist, but I didn't follow through on that. You know, God blessed me in a lot of different ways, and He allowed me just to focus where I felt my strength were at, the, at every moment of my life. That's why a lot of people call me a Renaissance man because I pivot yeah. on you, dude. I bake a cake. I give you a speech. I manage your talent. I produce a TV show. I do a podcast. I'm the pivot king here, okay? The pivot and king. I'm a pivot. Yes. If this business, what you've learned is that you got to be able to pivot. And so that's what I love about all three of you guys. See, y'all can pivot three different ways. But right. I also know y'all are so deep that it's more to the to the to the title that I give you give you. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I know that beyond being an anthropologist, there's more to Marlon. There's more than Anthony. You being a sculptor, there's more to you. When I say that, when when you get when when someone assumes something about you, and a lot of people assume a lot of things about black men, that's why I like this project. That's why I'm happy. I'm almost jealous. I'm, I'm kind of jealous too, because this is a cold thing to be a part of, Anthony. Come on now, come on, preach to me, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, it's really interesting. Interesting that you're talking about that because one of the problems with, I guess, the way the world perceives black people, which is a conversation we we've we've certainly had, but we've also had within the scope of the project, is that black people are perceived as a monolith. Like we, they, they, they perceive us as just one thing. Like right. we just echo one tone. Right. And I think that uh, for us, you know, it's really interesting that you also mentioned, you said that like when you saw 
uh, one of the trailers, you said, you know, when you looked at us, we just, we look like three different men from three different spheres. And it almost had a sense that maybe we wouldn't just be together in a normal situation, but mm -hmm. we were the right three men to have this project. Mm -hmm. but one of the, one of the valuable things about this project is that we always preach to is the, the fact that we're friends. Like we do life together. Yes. You know, yeah. all three of us are That's positive. Real. We have a lot of commonalities that are that go well beyond the surface, mm -hmm. and we come from. That's what makes our friendship friendship so strong. Is yes. that we come from different from different backgrounds, mm -hmm. you know. And and I'm I personally am in awe of these two brothers. Like I look at them every day, and I find out something new or I see something different. We also evolve together, right? And so we try to implant as much of that essence of how we do life together into yes. the project. And we invite the brothers to also take part in life in that same way. Wow. Marlon, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I sense a cool, uh, a sense of uh, entertainment flair with you, you know, you, you know, a, a spokesperson type skill, you know, out there in the front of the pack. You know what I'm saying? Black, really cool. black lives matter to you as well as the other two. But I feel they that do. you you be out there running in front with the sign. Running. <laughs> Everybody else tired. You still running. Why y'all tired? I told y'all to stretch. I told y'all to stretch. <laughs> I told y'all to stretch. <laughs> you right. I told y'all to stretch. You brought it back, Michelle. You brought it back. You brought it back. Hey, Marlon, man. I, I really, you know, we're the time of, I'm going to tell you something, man, the Black Man Project, man, how timely, because, yeah. um, you know, the George Floyd, it goes on, it goes on and on, man. You know, all three of us, all four of us, cops stop us, we have concerns, even before George Floyd. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. Yeah. And so when I look at this project, you guys travel. The reason I think it's important that the, the travel part conversation I'm bringing up is because of the fact that. Is it the same story everywhere? Bro, we thought that it wouldn't be. We thought that as we move from city to city and context to context, from Google to a dusty barbershop in Crenshaw, that maybe there would be some difference in how men viewed the masks they have to wear yes. because of how they are seen. But it wasn't, bro. Mm -hmm. The Googlers, these high-impact leaders who are moving up the socioeconomic um, ladder, progressively had the same challenges of being black and male as the brothers we met in the barbershop in Crenshaw. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so what we discovered is that this is not a problem that is driven by class as much as it's driven by a desire for a change in culture. Right. Culture must change. And here's the truth, bruh. At the end of the day, when black men can flourish as human beings, all of humanity the sum total of humanity flourishes. There are contributions for us to make as black men when we are free that will liberate the whole world in a unique way. And so our work is not just about black men. It begins there. Our work is to heal black men as a means to the end of bringing transformation to every human race. All people will be transformed when black men, black women, when black folk get free. Absolutely. I saw Brian was, you know, Brian, I, I can tell he was, he had a comment on this. So Brian, I'm not even, just, just do your thing, brother. What you about to say? No, I didn't. I'm in, I'm in total agreement with what Marlon is saying. I'm just, you're piggybacking, man. It was so accurate, so true. And it's so, you said something earlier and I just really want to take that space to this space to say, you know, acknowledge the black sisters, man, for. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, for spearheading. 
and just being ahead of time or being on time. Right. Because they are the examples that we follow, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and they've done such a really great space at creating space for one another mm-hmm. that it would behoove us not to do the same. You know? Yes. Now, let's, let's talk about the, um, you know, when I, when I see white people marching, um, that, 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 that excites me. Because we can't mm-hmm. win unless everybody understands our cause, understands our pain, or try to relate to what we sit down. I remember, I remember after the first weekend rioting, I had like five white friends called me, and they went, "I didn't know." Wow, they, I didn't know. They first they asked me, "How you doing?" You know, because they, they didn't know how to get into the conversation. They just went, uh, "How you doing?" I said, "I'm, I'm fine." But what, what, what made me mad was that. White people have denied who we are. You know, they won't tell people, white people, how we were treated in slavery, because that's hard. It's a hard conversation to have. Be, be sitting in a room and say, you know, you treated us like this. So acknowledge it with an apology or acknowledge it with, that you did something wrong to us so we can move on. And that's the problem that the, the the people are having in that transition because they were not educated. They went from, you know, the revolution, yeah. blacks were freed in 1863. Then they went to Brown versus the Board of Education. Then they went to the I Have a Dream speech. Then they went to Martin Luther, they, well, excuse me, the civil rights. Uh, after, after I skipped the, yeah, so I Have a Dream speech. Then the, the Voting Right Act. Then they went to Martin Luther King assassination. Then they pretty much stopped. Yeah, they pretty much stopped on black history right there. And so they didn't, they, they didn't talk about us participating in nothing. They didn't talk about any of our inventions. They just kind of stopped. And then we had Budweiser every February come out with the king and queen calendar. That was it. Mm, that was it. That. That was it. I remember that too. That was our black history team. So, so, so when I see these young people walking out there talking, talking about holding the Black Lives Matter, I remember I was driving down the street and this, it was the street. This little white kid just had a Black Lives Matter sign. It stunned me so hard I forgot to blow my horn. I was like, what the, what, what, what's going on here? <laughs> he just by himself holding a Black Lives Matter sign in the heart of the white community. Okay, he yes. wasn't in. I'm in Atlanta. He wasn't in South. South Atlanta, even South Georgia. He was right here in Buckhead with Ooh. his little sign by himself. Like he was like them sandwich signs. You know, where you'd be flipping them subways yeah, and all that. Yeah, he just had his sign. He was he was dancing, Black Lives Matter, <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Oh, like, wow. God. Wow. And, God. and that's why when I saw your project, and it was and it was before the, the before the before the before the riots happened, or the, 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 which I'm so glad they've calmed down and we're on point with the mission. The mission is to create change, so they won't yes. be doing all that stuff. So, 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 Anthony, hey, brother, you know, I, Brian, Marlon, I, hey, man, I'm so proud of y'all. Man, we're so proud of you. We're so proud of you, man, because <laughs> what, whereas this is the work that we do, True. like it's the person you are. Like man. you are an incarnation yeah. of our work, so no need to be jealous. Hey man, you are our work. When, 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 I, when I say jealous, you know, that's a playful jealous, you know, because I can't. No, you know, I know what you mean. Because my exactly life is my mean. life is way over here, and I like to be in that barbershop. Because I I've been in Crenshaw. I lived in L.A. fifteen years, so it's not too well, many places in this country. I lived in Chicago four years. I lived in New York two years. It. I lived in so it's not. I was a stand up comedian. I performed in forty two of these fifty states. So it's not too many areas I have not so seen the dope. black experience. 
And so, so I know how I felt in each state. It was the same thing. I was a black man. <laughs> I was a black man in every state, fellas. All 42 yeah. of them. I did 80 cruise ships. When I walked on them cruise ships, I was a black man on that cruise ship. And that's yeah. unfair. And that's why I appreciate you guys coming together with the Black Man Project because those that story needs to be told and it has yes. to be told a different way because guess what? When a white person goes on the goes out, they just a white person. They don't feel different. Right. When they go into Papa Do's, they don't feel different they when are, they go into they City are, Hall. Yeah. They don't feel different when they get stopped by the police. But black men do. Yeah. Yeah. Help me, guys. Help black me. Man, yeah. Is that the essence of what we're talking about here with the Black Man Project, Brian? That is. And what will happen in the world when that won't be the case? Yes. Like, and one, one thing I love about James Baldwin mm-hmm. is how he reverse engineered the concept and the solution to racism. Right. His his concept was that racism is not necessarily black people's problem. Right. Racism is a mental illness, a mental mm. illness that is inherent in the experience of white privilege. Yes. And so the first step to moving into a progressive phase for our white friends and family members who say, how can I help is for them to to get help, to get therapy because you're sick. <laughs> Racism wow. is an illness. It is. It's, uh, it's, it's a pandemic bigger than COVID, man. Yeah. Uh, over the last, okay, the COVID nineteen is, is we won't even get into that because of the fact that that is that is uh, systemic racism personified five, five times in a minority wow. community. But recently, the last thirty days, we've seen a lot of changes. I want to ask each one of you guys. Or, or the question is this. Something that has happened that you didn't think would happen, would have happened or changed by, by, you Mm. know, out there. Starting with you, Brian. What the last 30 days, changes happened. What shocked you the most and one of the things that changed? That is a loaded question, man. But if I had to pinpoint one thing. I don't know this brother's name. And it's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's no one thing that tops the other, but this is what's like the thing that's on my mind. This brother in Mississippi, he played for Ole Miss or Mississippi State. The running back. Running back. And he's like, man, if y'all don't change this flag, I'm not going to play here no more. Now, you know, we know that for these colleges, these black athletes, right. they are the money. For him to stand in that space and all the remarks that came back to him um, that were so ugly, so negative. Yes. But he stood in a space where a lot of people would have been afraid to. And yeah. I applaud him, brother, man, because now they are in the process of doing just that. You know, and you said it earlier, like we, you thought that Barack Obama being president would be the thing that, you know, would be the highlight of your life, right? Right. But you have a state like Mississippi, which is rooted in the most extreme racism that, you know, one can think of right. a flag that is um, rooted in oppression of black people. I just think that that itself is pretty, pretty amazing. Right. Anthony. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. My kids are up and running around. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I mean, I, 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 there certainly has been a, a large uh, swell of <clears throat> where you see a lot of the athletes 
speaking out, you know, Bubba Wallace being one of NASCAR. So I'll just piggybacking to Brian. But I think, man, for me, like, what really stands out is, uh, man, white, white accomplices. You know, like for so long, people use this, this word ally, you know, to describe the, the uh, Eurocentric brothers and sisters who are, uh, who have been quote unquote down for the cause. And we already know that, uh, you know, um, you know, action uh, or, or, or wanting to see change is dead without having actual action behind it. Yes. Yes. So now we're starting to see these accomplices. I mean, we got to the point where during the height of the protest, we saw whole assemblies where it was nothing but white people. Right. <laughs> you know, and I thought dope. that was that was so amazing to me, you know, to see, you know, so many of our uh, I keep saying accomplices, you know, ready to go out here and they were ready to put in work for the cause of the black man. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that was something I, I don't I don't think I would have ever seen, you know, um, you know, growing up, seeing uh, <laughs> many of these things go on. You know, you just never saw that many white people ready to take up, you know, the cause of, of black people and, and people of color around the world, but especially for black men. And black women out here being killed, and so that was the that to me that was that was pivotal. Thank you, Marla. Yeah, I think the same thing. Like, you know, I was I, I do teach yoga. I am a yogi, and one of the things that that we believe is that we make investments mm-hmm. in our consciousness. You right. Know? We sow seed. Seed time and harvest. You sow a seed, you grow a plant. And one of the things that surprised me that I never thought would happen is that the conversation I've been hoping to have with my yogis been having with my yogis that I'm hoping for them to receive is that white privilege. Um, if you gave up half of your white privilege, you would still have enough white privilege for about three generations. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I've been inviting my white yogis and conscious friends to see giving up half of their privilege as an investment in their consciousness. And it's happening. Like people are become are becoming keenly aware that they are responsible mm-hmm. to be anti-racist, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of uh, white folks are saying. And one thing that I've been sharing with them is that it's even a privilege to be anti-racist because if I'm anti-racist, I become a martyr. Mm-hmm. I can get killed. But mm-hmm. when they become an anti-racist, they become moralist. Mm-hmm. So that's what excites me is that people are gaining moral ground and spiritual consciousness who are white by investing their privilege. And I'm grateful. Well, you know, um, you know, um, I'm moved by you three gentlemen. I am emotionally moved because of the fact that um, you guys are my voice. You, 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 you're telling stories. I, when I look back at my life, sometimes I wish I would have had a camera on my life a lot more. Of uh, just a, it can be a steel camera, a video camera. Because I understand, just, bro. But we, and so when I heard about you guys, the Black Man Project documenting and brother what a what a great time to be documenting brothers yeah. brian anthony marlon what a great time what a beautiful what a blessed time Thank to be you. documenting yeah. the black man experience right now because yes. it, it has always been documented in church it has always been documented at the barbershop but brother Y'all going outside of those two realms. And there is a story that I want to see. I want to read. And, um, you know, man, I'm just, dude, I'm going to tell you something. Well, this is what I owe y'all. I owe an individual interview with you, Brian. I owe an individual interview with you, Anthony. And I owe an individual interview with you, Marlon, because, oh, man, because you. you guys yeah, each you. have a layer that should be, allow me to just talk to you. Okay, yeah. I'm just I'm just happy I got to talk to the the geniuses 
the geniuses. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let me, let me, let me, you both say thank you. Both say thank you. Come on, bro. I was supposed to say thank you. Okay. Thank you, man. Thank Behind you the so black web. Tell us how we can reach out to you guys, social media and uh, the website, so we can uh, start showing love and just starting. I uh, got a donation button on there, all that good stuff. Talk mm-hmm. to us, okay? Mm-hmm. All that stuff, man. Um, you can reach out to us. Uh, through email at theblackmanproject365 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us at theblackmanproject.com. We also have a donation button there. We are now a uh, 501c3. So, you know, for those who are looking to, you know, help on the things that we are doing, the transformative work that we are doing in the community, uh, traveling the nation, please feel free um to, to donate to the cause um also on instagram the black man project there you go there you go there you go anthony marlin in closing remarks man, man we're just, grateful for you man yeah thank you again for having us man we really appreciate being having our voices amplified so thank you brother. well brother i i got my work to do see i got <laughs> i i i always consider myself a mouthpiece i've 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 fortune 500 for ford home depot the steve harvey's of the world the kevin hart's of the world the movies the tv show stephen a smith the black man project is my next amplification brother understand what i'm talking about you, i swear to you i swear to you I will pass all my skills to you guys. So always know if you want something promoted, contact me. Samantha's my girl, but I love you guys, man. Like I said, thank you so much. The Houston Chronicle. I read it. I said, I got to get these guys and she came back. They're going to do the show. I go, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Thank y'all, man, for coming on Money Making Conversations. I appreciate you guys. All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Stay blessed. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to Money Making Conversations I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? There is a better way. Start the new year with otter.ai. Automatically get meeting notes. Otter.ai works for virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up on the web for free or download in the app stores. Otter.ai. That's O-T-T-E-R dot A-I. Sticky notes. Email alerts. A string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tomorrow's Mega Millions jackpot is over 300 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five.